the bro shop brothers What's are up? in the building we, we got mike and matt yep thank you guys for coming we're excited to break down your story it's our pleasure yeah so Thanks this has been us. a uh, honestly a long time coming because we had chelsea larson on who was uh i want to say episode three of season three of season three mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she was right at the beginning of probably around uh beginning of march of this year yeah and she was like, you got to have the Bro Shop oh, Brothers on. Like, these guys are about to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. One's a hiker, one's a biker. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. So are you guys brothers or are you guys twins or what's – you guys look very similar. Brothers and also twins. Okay. And mm, nice. truly we're monozygotic. So um, let's see if you guys <laughs> know break, what that means. Yeah, can we break yeah. that down? Mono, is it from the same egg? Same egg. One. What does that mean? Yep. Mono, mono is one. 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 Egg is – one egg. Yeah. Zygote. Okay. Zygote is egg. Identical yeah. twins. God. Identical. I I learned that, we learned that in biology class and just stuck with it ever since. No way. And we especially like to quiz other twins because then they look – most people don't know, so they look uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fun little thing that we do. Within the past eight weeks, you are now the fourth set of identical twins we've had on these couches. Really? Oh. Yes. Yeah. That's you great. guys are part of a prestigious group of people. <laughs> that, this, year we, uh, this year we did twin week mm-hmm. in nice. season three, and I think – Next year, we're going to have to go with twin month. There we go. Because we have four guests. That's one per week. I mean, that's just Perfect. easy. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Do you guys, do people mix you up a lot? I mean, one's got the beard right now. The other one doesn't. But, you know, doing my research, you guys were full beard hiking the PCT. We, we had, yeah, we were, Grizzly Adams is, yeah. But we, during the trail, I would say, because we both had big, pretty big bushy beards. Yeah. We started to get like, y'all twins, y'all, all, all the time, just from people around town. Mm-hmm. When we go in from the trail into town people would ask us all the time um since he cut his beard not not really maybe once a week right now yeah well what's interesting is when he started when we started the pct i was clean shaven he had a beard since he did yeah. the bike tour around the united states mm. and so he probably started with a beard about that size yeah and then early on in the trail no one knew no one would put us together all, all the time but later on throughout the trail when you know it grows together mine mine starts growing bigger his looks bigger they look about the same. People would say it almost every time we'd pass. Definitely. And he was a faster hiker yeah. than I was. And so what was interesting was he would go ahead, be about five, ten minutes ahead hiking. It sounds interesting. We'll probably talk about that more, why we hike separate. But people would see me and go, I'm seeing double. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> what, I, I, was, I saw your hiking mean? partner. And I'm like, well, it's not my hiking partner. It's my <laughs> twin brother. <laughs> I guess same thing. But it's kind of yeah. funny that I said my hiking partner. That was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Okay, so I... Real quick, so which one's the hiker and which one's the biker? We're Technically, we're both hikers. Mm, that's a good point. The, Technically, I guess I'm I'm biker bro shot. He's hiker bro shot. We, okay. I did the bike tour, but we both love biking. Um, that's kind of I guess that's my number one sport, and then hiking was a, a close second. Okay, but I would say probably the same for both of us. Yeah, yeah, we both like biking. I mean, we both biked here. Oh yeah, so, I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. So. Uh, you biked around the country. You called it your MBA, right? Uh, Master of Bicycle Adventuring, my MBA. Okay. Absolutely. Now let me, yeah, let me hear about this. So, I was working a corporate job, l- liked it, but I just felt with this time in my life, it was a good opportunity to go adventure, and I, I treated it like a just a giant field trip. And so it's kind of the, I mean, the MBA is the play on that. I'm a business guy, so an MBA is typically what you get: Master of Business Administration. But I made it a Master of Bicycle Adventuring as a spoof on that. And so I spent six months biking 11,000 miles around the United States perimeter. Um, Started in August of last year, finished in early January, I think it was. And, I mean, I saw 
Started in Portland, Oregon. Went to Seattle. Yeah, map behind you. Oh, yeah. Tra- oh, here we go. Yeah, I don't know if there's a... This is perfect. Oh, yeah, you're on camera. camera. I'll, so start I'll draw. You talk. I'll draw. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I started in Portland. Uh, timing with the weather, it just made sense to start there and not Minnesota. So I started in Portland. and went to Seattle, Montana. went through Glacier. Came through home to Minnesota, which was really fun. That took about four weeks. Fun to come home. Uh, you know, out. it's six yeah. months on your own. I don't, I've been away from home, but not so for so long. So it's good to be riding home for just a bit. Came home, went through the UP of Michigan. Um, then from there, went to Ontario, down wow. through Niagara Falls. Somewhere over oh, there. Yeah, not too yeah, yeah. Up through Maine to Bar Harbor, Maine. Uh, it's National Park, Acadia National Park. Started my So that was a coast-to-coast. That took, like, I think it was 40-something days. So it was about – I actually rode, I think it was 100 miles a day. even Well, with breaks, but 100 miles a day was what it was. Wow. And it sounds crazy, but it's like – what else am I going to do all day? You know, it's like about eight hours of riding. It's summer, so it's it's light at five, dark at nine. I mean, you put eight hours in there, it's like, yeah, you're going to get your 100 miles in. Dude, how did you how, – how's your ass feeling every day? <laughs> so, so pro, well, you use uh, – it's called uh, cycling shorts with a chamois. So that's like the mm. butt pad. Mm. Oh, nice. And I started with – it's uh, chamois butter. It's butt cream is what, what it is. And okay. then, yeah, you'll get like – sweaty down there and it gets kind of gross uh slimy yeah <laughs> yeah but you like you know at the end of the day you use baby wipes and i had been riding a lot before that just in preparation so it's kind of adjusted my butt felt decent most days okay so that was that and then i hit top uh nearly the top of maine went down the east coast new york city boston mm-hmm. uh, philadelphia dc out the outer banks of north carolina charleston south carolina down to key west florida so that was like another – that was the next segment. Stayed on a – so I used couch surfing here and there, but actually it's nice. called Warm Showers. It's a app for hosting cyclists. And so – Very niche. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, it's like – Meant for you. <laughs> meant for me. And there's an app. There's a website. It's it's Most cyclists that tour know about it, and it's like great. There are like – in the Minneapolis metro, probably 600 to 800 hosts. Like wow. it's, a, it's, a, it's a real thing. Holy – especially like in Europe and the States, but yeah, all the time you'd check the app and like the day before you'd hit, you know, you'd send a message like, is it okay if I stay with you tomorrow night? And most of the time they'd be yes. Uh, so they'd usually provide dinner, like a place to stay, a shower, breakfast in the morning if you're lucky, and then maybe some treats on the way out. Free. And it was, yeah. All free. For the most part. Yep. And so, so like couch surfing, it's, you're trading your experience for their hospitality is kind of what it is. They get an experience and you, I get, what you need <laughs> what i need exactly so that was great where so through that first uh, that's pretty much half of the trip right there yep yep where what was like the craziest or more most unique story I, well i throughout the whole experience what was your kind of most unique experience that you had i might have to get back to you on that one <laughs> okay. it's, it's been you know i'm like it's been it, it's been about seven or eight months since i completed it but with the pct yeah ha- it's kind of like i'll have to like finish all of it, and then kind of, then we'll reflect. Sorry, reflect on it. That's all. a terrible timed question. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Hands raised. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because uh, we have quite the journey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is just the start. Yeah, yeah. we're just getting yeah. started here. Yeah. This is chapter like one. And I'm like, oh, so how was it? <laughs> you did the whole thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is funny. Like, we I've, I've read some some blogs lately about finishing the PCT and kind of post trail depression, and you know, most of them are a little dramatic, but it's like you'll go home thinking you're a hero and no one even you know they'll ask you for a week how it was and then no one cares after that and it's like 
Yeah, that's pretty true. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> we become a podcast. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> you got us asking about it. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, just to finish up. So yes. you get yeah, down to no Florida. Problem. Yep. Then where did you head? And then I came back up through Key West, went through like Tampa, uh, Tallahassee, and I've like the whole time I stayed with I had some friends that had moved away, friends, family, awesome friends of friends. Uh, if like you guys, if you guys were in uh, on the coast, you'd probably host me. That's kind of how oh, it yeah. works. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. And then so from there I went through like Alabama, the Gulf Shores. To like Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Then I did Marfa. There's like this girls know about this. There's like an infamous Prada store in the middle of nowhere. I'll, I'll show yes, you. Yes, okay, I've, I've seen. It. I've heard of it. Yeah, didn't know about it. But yeah, I, I learned all these random facts and learned so many weird things. Like I'll be great in trivia someday about geography or just fun facts about U.S. history and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, but That's then from amazing. there, oh, go for it. Okay. Uh, New Mexico, I rode the border. So it was like during the whole wall thing. Yeah, the whole wall thing. It was, it was just... being built as you're, yes. you're like, wow, they're really <laughs> doing this thing. <laughs> Holy but shit. But it was interesting. At some points, it's uh, it's like knee high or like waist high. And one part they call it Normandy. So it looks like, if you ever seen a World War II on the, the Germany shores, like the Normandy, those metal barriers that's like what the border was for a part of it no kidding just very interesting did you jump one of them i actually had lunch on the border like i sat on one had lunch he's I, leaning I, over i still remember yeah kind yep. of sitting yeah wow. but i didn't i didn't figure it was smart to like go over just for the sake of it's kind of risky yeah so then i was i didn't see border patrol for like 30 miles you know it's like middle of nowhere 30 miles no border patrol roll up to like the small town of i think it's columbus new mexico and there was a border patrol guy driving out to me. And I said, "Ah, oh, like I didn't see see you guys for a while." It's like, "Yeah, we've been watching you." And the middle of nowhere, no cameras or anything. I think, yeah, who knows what it is? They got stuff up there though. Yeah, a couple drones or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. should so, ask them for the footy. That's a great <laughs> shot. So you just filming along. So, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like my own uh, unpaid for drone driving flying around. Yeah. I could get the documentary footage. series. Put in the Absolutely. montage. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's freaking amazing. So from there, I like shot over through uh, Phoenix, Tucson. Well, actually, Tucson, Phoenix, and then over to San Diego. So that completed the third leg. And then from there, just up the coast. Big, You know, I rode Highway 1. It's pretty – California drivers are not safe. They're, like, very hostile to bikers, which I'm really surprised by. You'd think the California lifestyle is pretty chill. They like biking. But I had a couple near misses there. Not that I would have gotten hurt really bad, but it was, like, Pacific Coast Highway. People got a little close. You know, you, I'd go down, but it, I'd be fine. Wow. But then I rode like Big Sur to San Francisco, um, up through Northern California, up through Oregon, and then back to Portland. So that was, hundred, I think, 178 days, 11,075 miles, and like 300 McChickens eaten or so. All a lot Mc- of McDonald's, a lot of Burger King. You just went fast food route. Oh, yeah. Quick and easy. I mean, it's called fast food. Let's mm-hmm. go. It makes you fast. No, it doesn't, <laughs> but I did just fine on it. So you're, are you getting lost at, or you're just like, all right, I, in the beginning I'm heading east and then just, I'm going south and then I'm east. going west. And especially yeah. like on the coast, it's like, you know, some, some like A1A, uh, there's some country song guy who sings about the A1A. Didn't know it. And then I heard the song. I was like, oh, A1A, recall that. But you literally just take, especially in Florida, one road all the way down nearly. Wow. But for the most part, got a little lost in Montana with back roads. Okay. But. And it was mainly flatter elevation for the most for part. the most part yeah okay. i went over the continental divide not a huge hilly spot but yeah i mean all the way down the east coast maine's actually really hilly on the coast but but from there going south it was like florida 
Nothing. Just flat all day. It kind of gets boring when it's just flat. Was it hot? Or no, I guess you're doing it kind of closer to that winter. That was, so. it was still hot. Charleston in October was like 97 with a heat index of like 118. And then some of Florida, like Key West, Florida, I, there was, the sun was so intense. I, I like wrapped my like shirt and underwear over my my uh arms just to get protection from the sun mm. wow. <laughs> i got pictures of all this stuff you guys want to see it <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah i i mean even with and so you get back mm-hmm. and you then shortly then later leave for the pct yep and you want to tell like the backstory of i don't know if that's yeah. the the time but yeah we did the pct probably a month and a half after i got back okay yeah i want to hear more about that mr hiker yeah, yeah. right <laughs> so i had thought thought of the the trail first and then kind of convinced him actually we were thinking about doing a bike tour around europe after mm-hmm. he was done and just kind of with insurance and liability and danger of being on the roads especially in international countries we just thought maybe the pacific crest trail is a little better plus maybe get some variety for him be out yeah. more out in the wilderness but i had heard of it actually it was probably four years ago i started a new job just down the road and on day one i met a guy fun guy matt wanvig I'll have to point him to this podcast. <laughs> um, he was talking about his experience on the Pacific Crest Trail, and I had never heard of it. And I'm thinking, who hikes from Mexico <laughs> to Canada? Like, who does that? Yeah. And lo and behold, he was one of my, one of the seven in the new higher class and became one of my best friends at work. And we, I never thought about it seriously for myself until maybe two years after that. So two years ago from now, that would be, uh, I had a friend, John, who actually works for Smartwell and he was thinking about doing it, but decided not to because he actually recently moved to Denver and he got a great role with them. So he he didn't want to go, but he brought it up to me about you know two years ago and says, let's do it. And I was like, sure, I know about it. My friend at Matt's been talking about it. Let's do it. And lo and behold, let's see, probably about a year ago from now, he backed out and said, hey, I can't do it. So um, I was kind of on a, on, on my own because I wasn't sure with him. He was gone. He was on the bike tour. So I'm thinking, hmm, come March, he'll be done with the bike tour. But I don't know if he's going to want to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go do it alone just because, I don't know, I want a shared experience. And so I put it on hold in the back of my mind for, you know, nine months, about one month before March. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, let's do it. So what's funny is the PCT permit, um, lottery is two times in a year, once in December and once in like February. And it's like, you got to get a waiting list because 50 permits are processed per day. So and that, so a permit would mean like your access to hike the yes, trail. Yep. You start that day, you get access to the trail. And um, is there any like uh, way you can attack the trail or do you have to start in Mexico and you go to camp? You have to put your starting destination. Got so, it. you know, in this case it was Campo, which is on the border of mm-hmm. Mexico and in the United States. The probably the most popular spot. Definitely the oh, most yeah. popular, okay. at least for March. The other most popular spot is the north near kind of near Seattle and heading south, but that doesn't happen until like July first. Okay. Due to the weather and the snow and the mm-hmm. the high the high cascades. And so um I I, I had told him, eh, let's get part of this lottery process just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd hate to not be able to do it because we just didn't put in 10 minutes now to have this as an opportunity later. So I got the permit, got the date we wanted. And then I was in my head. I'm like, eh, we're probably not going to use it, but it's good to have. And then one day we were thinking about, we were planning on the bike tour. I'd planned on doing something just because it was time to do something new with work. And, um, 
you know, it's just an experience, kind of what he was saying mm -hmm. earlier with doing something fun in, in life and exploring and being adventurous and going, doing that and seeing that. Yeah, I want to tap into that real sure. quick because, I mean, this is, I mean, twin brothers who are both leaving their day daytime jobs yeah. and, you know, other people like ourselves. I mean, we're 23 trying to figure out what the hell we want to do. We're in these jobs that are like, ah, you know, I yeah. don't, there's oh, yeah. a lot of just uncertainty. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's not that we don't love it. It's not that we don't, that we hate it. Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, what was in you? What was that bug or that tick that was, that pushed you over the edge to commit to the adventure lifestyle? I think now's the time. Like, um, I'm 26 now and I've got a girlfriend, nothing like too serious. No, I take that. Uh oh, back. she's going to hear oh, that. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Hold on. In fairness, she will, at the time, will. I've been dating her for about a year and a half. And so at the time, it was about, you know, no, whatever. It was You're like three months in. Just, yeah. <laughs> just stop. Now. It was about three months in at the time. So nothing too serious at that moment. Got it. <laughs> we are it is getting serious now so let's about dig it. into that yeah, right? <laughs> oh, no but, awesome. but at the time it wasn't very serious and so you know now i'm thinking let's do this before maybe engagement for marriage for kids before something that i can't not do it I like mm -hmm. you know let's do it so kind of now's the time you know if, if you're if you don't have things to tie you down now's the time that's awesome i thought it was i i we're pre I would find pretty rational, so we're not impulsive. We're not. I mean, it comes off as impulsive. You know, you quit your day job to go adventure and all that. But we spent, at least for the bike tour, over a year just like thinking, of, thinking about it. A uh, year and a half of like real planning and just like thinking about if this is something I want to do. And actually, this is like this really weird thing. So I put my notice in at work. Like my actually, I gave him like a month notice. Just I felt it was the right thing to do. You're a nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. Um, and then I, I tore my ACL playing flag, coworker flag football like three, four weeks before I was leaving for the tour. So I had my flight booked for Portland. I was headed out, uh, tore my ACL. So then I had to take six months off to recover. Uh, just, you know, went on the tr bike trainer every morning just to like get my knee ready. Cause it's a, it's a pretty, for those who don't know the ACL, it's a pretty like intense recovery. A lot of football players get it. I think it's soccer players, but it takes, they say six months to get back to where you were. Uh, so like every morning I like got on the trainer, like committed that I was still going to make this bike tour happen. And actually cycling is like the, be that's what the doctor says. The best thing for, uh, for an ACL recovery is like, cycling, no impact on the knee. There's no twisting or anything like that. So I like hopped on the trainer every day, just like ready, ready to go for the next, whenever I was cleared to go, that was when I was going to kind of head out. And so I spent, you know, I spent a hundred, about a year and a half just realizing, yeah, like I'm single financially i'm doing well uh this is a great time in my life it's either now or retirement is kind of kind of my mindset with it and i just figured and actually this is kind of funny i was sitting at work reading a blog and it was a guy talking about how he was like he's now 40 years old sitting at home with kids and a wife wondering what could have been for it for doing an adventure and i was like yeah i mean that kind of spoke to me it was kind of interesting that wasn't like a Oh, I have to do it. But it was definitely one of those things like, oh, it's good perspective. It's good to know. Because I hear, especially when I went on the tours and even on the PCT and he'd agree with it. I mean, hundreds of people would say, mostly older people, I wish I would have done that when I was younger. Because a lot of people now have kids, uh, wives, kids, health concerns. Financially, they're in a different spot. And so um, just as a kind of a testament after after doing it, just all the feedback that I got from people, they're like, man, you'll never regret this. 
I mean, if I got hit by a car and I was in a wheelchair, I would regret. I don't actually. I told myself, yeah, I told myself I couldn't regret it. If something bad would would have happened, I told myself this decision I made. If something bad comes of it, that's just going to be that's life. That's life. Yeah, you can't look back regretting on that just because a fluke accident. Well, tell him finish the story about you putting your notice in thirty days, then you got hurt. Oh yeah. So then you got the job back. Oh, I, I, I continued with the job. He was able to ride it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. weren't, so they weren't like, un- oh, no, you're quitting? You're quitting. Well, and, yeah. and you unquit your job. It and was, then you quit it, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I, I had. Oh, that's right. You got to yeah. quit again. <laughs> yeah. And they, they had, you know, I was, I was fortunate. I was open about it. But the thing of it is, is if I didn't give a month's notice, they never would have known. Because I got hurt like four weeks before I got, before I left. Mm-hmm. Like and two so, days after you told him, wasn't it? It was like, like it was like a week after I told my manager, and then he, we were gonna go public, like at work. We were gonna like you know have a big the, the announcement that I was leaving. The day after I got hurt was supposed to be the day everyone knew, so not many people knew at work. You know, okay. My manager, and then he told his boss, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was able to keep my job, which was great. That, that would have been terrible, like recovering, and I don't know what I've done. Got to work from home for a while. Uh, went back to work, and then. Gave my notice with like three weeks, and we were pretty open. Like I had told my manager I was going to be, I had a good idea that I was going to go. Okay, and so wow. yeah, shout out to them for keeping yeah. it for another six months. I mean, that's Lando Lando huge. Lakes Butter Company. There you go, there you dude. go, right on. Yep. So you now then you go on your bike tour mm-hmm. and you come back, and this whole time you have been having. A, a more than an itch than your brother for the pct trail mm-hmm, definitely um talk me through kind of like because your brother's fresh off the the bike trail you're probably a little bit zealous of him doing this whole experience definitely, yeah mm-hmm. and you're like i want i want to do something similar <clears throat> walk me through kind of that interaction when he gets home and how you're gonna hype him up like you're ready to get back out there again pretty quick yeah that's interesting i I'm trying to think about what it was like well he actually went to europe for a couple mm-hmm. days a couple weeks afterwards just because he had time to fill and you know I guess that was February, March, February yeah. time. It's not that great to hang out in Minneapolis inside all day. So he decided to go to Europe. So it wasn't much of, you know, pep- pepping him <laughs> up in person. It was, yeah. we always text and message each other through Facebook Messenger. So he was always just sending him messages, um, sending him new map or new, you know, view to see or just kind While of I was biking, you know, I'd like get enough. Dude, I can't read this. I'm biking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him that a couple of times. I, I can't see this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I sent him a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of. A lot yeah. of planning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. So then you send it on the PCT. So you, you were getting to the point where you were in the lottery uh, for the permit. So mm-hmm. did you guys end up getting the... We did, yeah. Wow. Basically what it is is you at like 10 a.m. on a cer- certain day, you, you click into the website and you, you, know, you register. And then five minutes later, it'll give you a place, you know, out of 500 people, you're 17th. And then you go in and... You're the seventeenth person to pick a date, and again, fifty day, fifty people per day. So you know, by then you're you're set. But I can't remember exactly. It was the day that we wanted, so it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Awesome. It's free too. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's everything PCT does is free, and it's run by volunteers. People That's donate amazing. their time and their money. It's amazing. And I was gonna say, so you know, we Andrew and I are uh, big Cheryl Strayed fans. Oh, the, you did wild? not. You did not read Wild to be I inspired. Did, I did not. For this. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Okay. No. No. So I. You know, we had, I guess, well, I had heard about the PCT like a year and a half before we did it through Matt, his co, you know, the coworker had no clue about it. Um, but then as it got closer, people were like, oh, wild. And I was like, what's, so I went and Googled it. It's like the book or whatever. And there's a movie. So I watched like a very small p- portion of the movie. It was on YouTube, really bad quality. So I was like, eh. 
But on the trail, people were like, oh, the book Wild and everything. So I think Wild's done a huge thing for the PCT. Um, in the last, I don't know when it came out, maybe four or five years ago, the book and the movie more so recently or whatever it is. But I think PCT stats numbers, uh, probably 2010, there were, I don't know, 500 hikers. Then like the next year, there actually, no, within the last probably four years, it went from like 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 to like 3,000. I mean, it's like it, the PCT is exploding. And, and I don't know if you're familiar with the Appalachian Trail. Yes. AT. I'm Georgia east. to Maine. That's like kind of the iconic classic through hike of America. And most people do know that one. And then now the PCT is really getting some notoriety. And a, the AT doesn't even have a permitting system. So anyone can go on for as long as they want where the PCT does have a permitting system. And it's, I guess, challenging to get, but there's no skill involved. Yeah. You just like kind of it's a lottery is what it is got it so so el campo to is it banff where you finish or not banff that's actually part of the continental divide trail the, the third the third through hike yeah <laughs> oh cbt so continental it's, divide it's trail. um let's see what is it hearts pass it's up towards uh i don't know if the Manning video can Park. catch us it's up towards this area okay yeah, so like so right on the border between central uh, washington north, north washington. central washington yeah okay so uh north cascade national park if you're familiar kind of with that area it's like I mean, 60 miles east of Seattle is like where the trail runs. Okay. And so it's, it's Snoqualmie. If you're familiar with Snoqualmie, it's the pass like an hour outside of Seattle. So most people will get off the trail for just a little bit, go zip into Seattle, hang out for a night or two, and then get back to the trail. Okay. okay. Resupply, shower, see the city, get a little bit of civilization before it's too much. And then you get back to the trail and you keep going. All right. Well, let's get on the trail. Let's go. All right. So you're <laughs> starting in, let's see. Was it March? March 27th. March 27th. Yep. And you're fully packed. You're in El Campo. Your mindset, you're ready to, to take on. Your, that's pretty close to the Mojave Desert. Or are you just in, south of. Just, just south, south of it. it. Yep. So uh, walk me through kind of like the early process. You're super <laughs> probably gung-ho, excited about well, everything. Well, we'll take one step back. So okay. we, we, we had never really hiked before. Like I had done. <laughs> really? That's yeah, what's no. funny. People are saying I'm the hiker. I'm like, I've done a weekend here and there, but nothing formal. That's what I think is funny. But, but, now you are but my I'm Instagram on. is hiker bro shot because he was biker bro yeah. shot first. And then I, I was just like bro shot seven, you know, yeah. some generic thing from like middle school, you know, bro shot seven, your last name and a number. And then I was like, well, I need something fun. I need something cute. And so I decided hiker bro yeah. shot. It so, flows, it rhymes. Maybe yeah. a little confusing for the people out there who don't yeah. know us very well. Not anymore, do you? Because you, <laughs> we're you famous. Know, yeah, you're, you're fully <laughs> yes. branded at this That's point. Exactly. <laughs> so, that. so my longest hike before this was probably like a four-day Durango, Colorado. Okay. Kind of we took the Silverton train to uh, nice. Chicago Basin. But anyway, so four days. It wasn't even hiking. It was like bring your tent out. We, we camped for the night. We didn't do much. You know, six-mile hike in, camp six miles out. Um, that's like the extent of my like hiking experience. And a lot of people are, uh, uh, well, I guess presume people on the PCT are like seasoned hikers and all that. And I thought we found a lot of people had some experience with hiking, but not, a, not a ton. And so that's just like in a nutshell, just every, every different type of person is on the trail. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we like fly to San Diego, hadn't even really, we didn't even do like a, like a shakedown is when you go out for a day or two with your new, with your gear, just to see what you do need, what you don't need, how things fit. But it was like, there's snow, it's March here. So there's snow and there's, well, we're going to get miles on the trail. Let's skip the miles here. So we're like walking around downtown San Diego, going upstairs with our packs. And they're like, they're, the gear is not heavy, but we had like six days of food supply from the start. Yeah. And so like, 
you know, it's just, it's just like they like, straps dig into your back a little bit. We had nice packs, but we hadn't been wearing them for a while. And then we ride the bus out to the trail the next day. It's like a ten. Well, we stayed with our friend actually in San oh, yeah. Diego, yep. Adam Kirsten. It was just nice because you know you fly into San Diego. We flew in during the day, went to La Jolla. It's a beautiful beach at night, and then stayed with our friend Adam in San Diego. And then you know it's kind of fun, calm nerves. I was I was nervous, yeah. you know, like maybe I'll get homesick, maybe this won't go mm-hmm. well. I don't, you know, it's unexpected. a lot of unknowns. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So shout then, out Adam for being yeah. There. Shout Adam. out Adam. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't even there. It's his roommate. That's shout true. out to Adam's roommate. <laughs> yeah. And Kyle, he actually Kyle, Kyle yeah Kyle. Kyle actually drove us to the tra- uh, drove us to the bus stop about yep. thirty minutes outside of town, and then we get on the bus. Well, actually, before we get on the bus, you know we're we're still anxious. You know, <laughs> it's seven a.m. in the morning. We're about to start this day that we're ha- we have no clue what's going to happen. And the bus is, we get there thirty minutes early. Seven a.m. Bus leaves at seven thirty. We start seeing some hikers show up. <laughs> like oh sweet, like here yeah. we go. Like time to meet some new people. Here's like here's one of the things we really wanted to meet mm-hmm. new people and. This guy by name Saunter shows up. I think I said something condescending to him, like, <laughs> you doing the through hike? And you'll learn in hiking culture that, like, you just want to assume that they are through hiking because yep. to assume they're not through hiking is kind of like you're a second-class citizen almost in the hiking world. <laughs> and so to define through hike as, you know, point to point, end to end, usually a long hike versus the other term is usually a section hiker. You just do a section, maybe a couple hundred miles, which is still a ton of Yeah, ton still of a lot. Mm-hmm. But and it's then, like, oh, he's only a section hiker. So, so you know, you got through hiker, section hiker, <laughs> and then kind of the, the classic day hiker. Gotcha. <laughs> he's just a day hiker. You can smell how clean he is. You know, it's it's that. There's yeah. there's that kind of you know, status type stuff with it. And so, I, so you're just innocently insulting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, like, you know, I'm new to this whole thing. Like, I'm yeah. sure you guys should think it doesn't sound like a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm doing the whole thing. And he's he's 56 years old. And so, you know, I think on average you think it, there's going to be a young young pups out there. But he this was his third time completing it or going to complete it. And so yep. he, he was a wow. veteran. And so we we got on the bus with him and then actually two others. And we stayed with them for like the first 10 days. Mm-hmm. And oh. the guy named Saunter again, he this is his third time. So he was a pro. He was just experienced and he could tell us what to do and what to expect and ADL stands for all day long and we'll get into trail names. I'm sure yeah. in a bit, everyone has a trail name. So ADL was this guy's trail name or nickname. And he said, I remember, and I know you remember yeah, actually remember. you tell him. Well, he said two, but never end on a bad day. And so if you're, you know, like a lot of people, so of, I don't know, 2000 to 3000 people, however many people hike it, they say, and I don't know if it's true or not, but 25% make it to the end. So a, very, really? a fairly small amount of people make it. And so it kind of never end on a bad day, which is so like so generic, but it's like that's a good point. I mean, if like then there's some there's some bad days on the trail, rain, storms, you're nearly out of sick. food, you're sick. I, I got a couple colds Cold twice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if 25 percent of people only make it, well, there's some truth in never ending on a bad day. And fortunately, we didn't have enough bad days in a row where it where it made us quit. Yeah. Not, not that we ever thought of quitting, but I actually. Probably week week two in, I had thought, oh, my feet kind of hurt. You know, if this doesn't work out, I'll go on my bicycle and go for a little. Maybe I'll ride the Continental Divide. The kind it's uh, Banff down to Mexico. Yeah, okay. on a bike, and well, there's no impact on the feet, so that'd be great. So if that if I thought my feet got hurt, and a lot of people get injured, is part of why people quit. Mm-hmm. So I thought if I got injured, well, 
There goes the PCT, but I got the, I got you got another one. Guitar, yeah, I got something else. Sweet. So what what kept you guys going? Where's it? So you guys mentioned earlier you were hiking separately. So how does that work? So for the first probably like, you know, when you're doing something new, we had never really done this before. It's like the community is really fun. Uh, like every night, you know, you camp with a bunch of people and have a good time. We only made two bonfires in the whole like five months, which is kind of crazy. And we didn't make them there them no. ourselves. No. I barely know how to start a fire. <laughs> that's the ironic part. Most I people know. don't know how to start fires on the PCT. Well, that's cool that you bring that up. I I never made the connection in my head that like the people you're getting on the bus with to like go down and start the trail. Like you're with oh yeah a lot of different oh, it's groups a, of people. It's it seems a like a pilgrimage. It's pilgrimage like, a yeah. party. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, and for a lot of people, it is a big party. And like we 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 don't we don't party so much, but it's just fun. Like the camaraderie is fun. You, as Saunter, and that's a trail name. Saunter. His name is Chris. Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to. <laughs> he won't know. He will send him it, but he anyway. Um, but every there's like the cast of characters from high school is kind of what it is. You got like the wild partiers. You got the goofy people. You've got the jocks. Like everything you have in high school is on the trail personified because <laughs> you've got all ages too. Oh yeah, and you're wow. all together. Like for the most part, you know you're going back and forth with people you hike a day ahead and then you hike slower so they catch up to you so you're always like seeing the same people over and over, over and over which is like fun because it's very fun yep and so that's that back back to the adl the second adl quote is and the reason why we didn't have bonfires yep uh this is this isn't a camping trip not a camping trip yep. don't <laughs> people make the mistake thinking it's a camping trip this is not a camping trip yep. it's a hiking trip it's a through hike yeah so <laughs> so that was day one you know like we're like what? <laughs> it's in it, the PCT. I don't know if you like. It's so romantic. It's like Sierra Nevada, Yosemite, Kings Canyon National oh. Park. Like there are seven. I think it's seven national parks. Even the desert's just beautiful. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and especially if you, well, I guess I didn't see much of wild. It, I guess it's not romantic there so much. But no, I mean, I'm you life. see on Instagram like the PCT, the PCTA Instagram page is just beautiful photos and stuff, and it is. But once you start hiking every day, and it just kind of gets through the routine. It's like going to work, kind of. You hike instead of going to a desk got it but it, it's very beautiful but it becomes like a grind in itself and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so it's like you know it's it's not a camping trip like and we didn't we didn't come thinking it was a camping no. trip we we wanted the i guess in a nutshell we wanted to do it for like building character you know get some grit the challenge uh, of the it. challenge of it and just kind of like the the growth that we'll have together as we did it together but yeah so it, it was fun but that wasn't our being that it was fun, it was not our end goal. Right. Like it was the learning that comes from the adventure. And if fun happens, great. It's a great byproduct. And I hope we have fun. But mm-hmm. I would rather finish than have fun. Is what our mentality was. Yeah. Nice on the trail. That's kind of what kept us going. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we. I, I hate losing more than probably more than he does. Not to say that I lose more often than he does. No, but make no. that clear. Okay. But like, I like can't stand the idea of, and I, I'm. That's one thing I'm trying to get better at. Like losing at times is okay. But it, like in the dumb board game, I get really I can get into it in board <laughs> games and like like flag football, all this stuff. But uh, that th- this was something that like I wasn't going to quit. Like we weren't going to quit on right. unless we like had to or something bad happened. That was that was kind of our plan coming into it. So you come into this, you know, wanting to ex- accept the challenge, win yep. the challenge, grow together as brothers, you know, experience this incredible trail. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it now what was your biggest takeaway that was external from those three things? <laughs> so funny. I'm, I'm just like, it always takes me a minute to process these things. So I get um, a job interview. I'm like, Hmm, can I get back to you on that? So <laughs> I, it might I, happen. I guess it's it, it, with the bike tour. It's like, 
it, it it's just a grind. Like it's it, whatever you do, it's like after a while, it becomes the normal. Yeah, and things become. I, I mean, not always a grind, but like it becomes the normal thing that you do. And so some people go out there to like find find themselves, which is fine. But I I felt like some people that went out there didn't get any answers. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. You're out there pushing yourself mentally. Yeah. Just similar to how you did when you're biking across the country, mm-hmm. and now you're getting to do it with your brother. Oh yeah. So you like it's it's that enhancement of this type of physical exertion because you're doing it with camaraderie this yep. time. Um. That must have just been a whole different experience and rewarding in a completely different way. And it was fun because it was like, mo- you know, it'd be like one day he wanted to hike farther than I did or vice versa. And so we were always there just kind of like pushing each other but also encouraging each other to yeah. keep like going. Because it's, it's like just like a long race. And every – so we averaged at the start. Our first day we did nine miles and we did like 13 and then 15 and 19 or whatever. Then So we start out fairly slow. I love how you're looking at it as a race too. Oh, it's it's, it's a race. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, I never thought about it like that. Well – but we but weren't formally racing. Yeah. We were yeah. just challenging ourselves with that type of race. But right. there are there's like it's called the FKT, fastest known time. And so people are out there trying to break like a record of the fastest time to hike the PCT. So it took us I think four and a half months to do it. Some people the FKT is like I think it's fifty eight days, give some, or take fifty eight days or something. So it's like forty something miles a day every single day. Now we met twins out there, frickin' frack. Trail names frickin' frack. From uh, West Virginia that did it in 100 days. And now this year was a special year, unusual year with high so much snow in the Sierra. And so uh, on dry gra- ground, they were hiking 40 miles a day. But then with snow, I mean, it was for 200-something miles, they had pure snow. Wow. Every day. Um, you every sleep single on day. It, yeah, you, you sleep on it. Walk in it. You eat on it. All the time. So you, they were doing like we, – we'll we flipped a little bit. We, so we'll go back to that at some point. But, you know, instead of hiking 40 miles, you're hiking 17 to 18 Okay. Somewhere in there is kind of with all the snow. It's just it's a lot. Um, yeah, sleeping, eating, walking, oh, just being in the snow. For how many days so, at a? Well, the, so every five, probably you'd resupply every six or, in the Sierra. So from like uh, I'm trying to think of Kings Canyon National Park. If you're familiar, kind of like Southern California, Central California on the south side, through Yosemite. So Central California for 200 and something miles, whatever it is. Like just snow, but then you'd bounce out to like Mammoth, the people skiing mm-hmm. Mammoth. So yeah. that's on the trail. So you go off to Mammoth, where it's like you know it's this is June in the mountains of snow. Mammoth itself, the city is like dry and just beautiful. So you'll get off every six or seven days in that area, and then have to go back on. Oh, then you get oh. back out there. It's it's pretty rough. Wow. But yeah, so back to the race thing. So we didn't, we weren't like racing, racing, but it was definitely like it's not going to get this isn't going to get done just like sitting around sure and so got to get your miles and we're definitely. yeah and we're competitive and so there were people like we were hiking we had our little clan we were the we were the cold soakers and so most people bring stoves out you know like a little gas stove with a pot and we it, it's it takes too much time to cook i don't drink coffee so i don't need a stove and so we were cold soakers so we used like a pe- old peanut butter jar that was emptied out, and then you just like put ramen in and soak it in water. And, like twenty five minutes later, give ramen, it a couple shakes, couple shakes. Totally, yep, totally empty powerful. peanut butter jar. Yeah, and no some peanut butter. Ramen left. Yeah. and cold water. Yes, and it, talk about grit. That's some, that is grit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> put some sardines Ooh. in it. Ooh, <laughs> fellas, it up. sardines Salt with it up. olive oil. Okay, so what yeah. was your guys' freaking diet? 
Because um, it's, I mean, outside of what you guys explained, I mean, is yeah. there anything a little more fruitful? Or we'll take them through the day. Breakfast, yeah, yep. usually an oatmeal and a pop tart. Set of pop tarts. So the night before, mm-hmm. you'd soak the oatmeal. So it's kind of an overnight's oat thing. Yeah. Wake up, you eat your oatmeal quickly. Uh, pack up really. Yeah. Pack up. That usually took. We we're probably from the time you wake up to on the trail, fifteen, probably about fifteen minutes. Yeah. So it's like when you get up, you're going. Like I don't, I don't like to waste time in the morning. Up and down with the sun. Yep, definitely Pretty, the sun yeah. because depending where you are in the season, but it gets so hot in the day, you know, mm-hmm. 90, 90 in the sun, and you're walking it all day uphill, it just beats on you. So mm-hmm. it was always nice to get up in the morning, usually around or before 6 o'clock before the sunrise yep. or during it, and just go, 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 and then usually a midday break, noon, 1 o'clock, hang out, maybe take a nap. We'd and then, probably eat, I'm trying to think for lunch, would be, what do we eat? Tuna? No, it's like... Yeah, tuna. some tuna for lunch, kind of some trail mix, a lot of bars. Actually, and people on the trail, after a while, get kind of gross of cliff bars and, like, and well, we'll get back to it, too, but there are hiker boxes. So when people, when you get into town, people that don't like their food and they've got another shipment coming in, they'll dump it in a hiker box. So there's, like, most places, a big bin of, like, old stuff people don't want. So you'll see like cliff bars, kind bars, tortillas, tortillas, peanut butter, like all this stuff. And so we like that, that, that was our thing. Getting like free food in the hiker box, wherever we could. There's like nabbing, nabbing the good stuff. Is yep. that why you guys got your nicknames? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's trash can. And literally it was You're like, spot on. There we go. <laughs> My name was actually Vulture pr- prior to yeah. trash can, but. Oh, wow. You upgraded. It yeah. Like. Right. Did. Cause uh, Vulture's cause you know, you, you, you eat like, you know, leftover food basically. Mm, and right. And, but then I think someone was like, that's kind of sinister. It's like, yeah, that is a little sinister. And so I went with Trash Can then. Rebranded. Yeah. Rebranded. Like and and every time yeah. I said Trash Can, people would get a laugh out people of it. Giggle. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's trash Can is yeah. hilarious. It's kind of fun. And a little self-deprecating. And I was a uh, store brand. <laughs> store brand. So generic items. Like, and we're we're pretty like we're pretty frugal guys. And so mm-hmm. it's kind yeah, of Kirkland. fun. Kirkland signature. It's our favorite. Costco. Costco and all Costco. Yeah, we're a Kirkland podcast. I don't know if you guys know. Bro, Kirkland. All the friends listening are going to just love it because we love Costco. That's great. I'm a member. Good. Since when? I try to sell it this Or like June. Oh, oh, new member. Very new. Well, welcome to the family. What do you like most? The bulk. I get pickles and cliff bars and fruit snacks. Everything in bulk. Oh, absolutely. Toilet paper for the house. Rotisserie chicken. Five bucks. Yep. Nice. It's good. You and Kirkland, you guys go together? I just buy for the house. Nice. Nice. Good roommate. He supports for us. Have you ever been? I've been to a Costco, yeah. Actually, fun fact. On the trail, so talking about Seattle, you can get into Seattle from Snoqualmie. Uh, our uncle picked us up. We went to Costco for like lunch, and then right next door was Costco's headquarters. I think it's in Issaquah. Issaquah. So we drove around Costco headquarters, and it's like again, it's just a field, field trip. trip. It's just like the trail's great. You're part of the family. Oh yeah, absolutely. I should have knocked on the front door and like they would have let us in. <laughs> I'm here. Free samples. <laughs> but and and we love Costco, but it's really tricky to shop at Costco on the trail because one, a lot of cities are just tiny. Mm-hmm. But then two, it's like, yeah, we're not trying to buy 24 Cliff Bars. Like we need six or eight or something like that mm-hmm. and so what you can do you can buy a costco and then ship stuff ahead and so sometimes with resupplying there's a small city with not much not many food options not the grocery store is really expensive or it's a gas station so what people do is you'd buy like at a large city uh, you buy like a large city and ship at like bend you can go to bend there's costco there bend oregon uh, you can buy your stuff there and ship ahead to different resupply points 
and so mm. you can divvy it all up and nice. stuff like that. Get or organized. You take a giant Doritos bag, Costco-sized Doritos <laughs> bag. People listening can just imagine that in their head. Yeah. And you scrunch it down. Well, and get before it you do that, what do you do? Use it as a pillow. That's right. One night as a pillow. <laughs> Use it as a <laughs> pillow. It's a loud, ultra light, very loud pillow. <laughs> yeah. And then what you do is you scrunch it down. You literally just pound it, pound it, and then get it in a one gallon bag. And then you mix it in your ramen. Put it so, in your ramen. You can uh, anything. You eating it with a spoon. So yeah, you eat a spoon, or you putting it as like a topping of like most things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we had a lot of food innovations out there. Definitely, uh, so much innovation happening out yeah. there in that world. I don't even know where we start. I mean, no, but so like no, it was keep just, going. I, yeah, this yeah. has been my favorite part. <laughs> I want to know more innovative so, things that you guys have done. So like you know the things you talk about on the tray are like food you always talk about like what you're going to eat for dinner you always talk about especially at the start you talk about people's gear like the especially gear being new to it, it's gear talk like bro what bag is you know what pack do you have there they're like oh, oh mine's got a jet pack dude yeah, like, yeah right it's, it's a hyper where'd you get that <laughs> rei clearance rack exactly that's where we like to yeah. shop solar powered too <laughs> so that'd be a good trail name garage sale um, but yeah, so like you talk about, you know, oh, my pack is hyper light. It, it weighs nothing. That was like the big thing. It weighs next to nothing or it weighs nothing. It's like, feel well, this, bro. You're like, I'm yeah. It's like, it, yeah, weighs, light. it weighs something. Yeah. I mean, because like if that weighs nothing and that weighs nothing and that weighs nothing, well, why is your pack, why is it heavy on your pack then? Like on your back? Like, <laughs> why does your back hurt? Sir? Yeah. Yeah. So it must weigh a little more than nothing. But we always joked about, it, especially at the start, it's just like, just like fun to talk about gear. It was yeah. food. What else it was that's, like? That's basically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How your feet are. How your feet, feet oh, and man. the body is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, for the most part, most days you wake up and your feet just kind of hurt. And then you walk it off for the first probably two minutes. It just hurts. You walk it off. Then you stop for your break. Like your feet feel fine. But then after the break, you're like wa- like hobbling for the little bit. And you got most like 90% of people, 95 use hiking poles, mm-hmm. which I thought w- would have been dumb before I started. And like, you know, you've been on a hike and like. Nah, I don't need those hiking poles. Those things are kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, you look at people using them like those are weenies. <laughs> only yeah. weenies use only day poles. hikers use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only day, day hikers. hikers. You got, got it. it. <laughs> but then you get on the trail, like every through hikers got hiking poles. Like, well, there's some truth. It's it just for stability and extra support. And then right. going uphill, you can use that for a little thrust. And then downhill, yeah. it's better on your knees. Oh yeah, four points of contact. That's sounds right. So much better. That's than right. Two. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even imagine. How about uh, just like general question with technology? So, like, phones, yep. cameras, like, what was your guys' connectivity on the trip? What's nice is, you know, being that it's 2019, there's an app for everything, and there's an app for the PCT. And so this app will tell you where to go for resupply, what cities, what grocery stores, where's water. Mm-hmm. And the best part is it shows you where the water is, but then it has a log of people commenting, oh, water's here, it's trickling. Good flow. Good flow. Good flow means that the water's flowing well. <laughs> good That's flow. good flow. Oh, or if it's really flowing, great flow. Great oh, flow. Great there flow. we go. Great flow. flow. Good See flow. flow How about this? Fantastic flow. <laughs> exactly. So it was there, always funny. And and you know it's it's so it's an app called Gut Hook, and like ninety percent of hikers use it. Probably about that. And it will show like where campsites are, how far ahead, and then yeah, it's kind of some people take it. It's humorous for some. So instead of saying good flow, someone had said flown like a UMass frat party, <laughs> you know, little fun comments and like you'd leave your little comment or whatever. And it was, I love it. it. It was pretty fun to have, but the apps are great. Cell service was great. So, so there are like five sections of the PCD. It's like Southern California, which is the desert. And then you go to the Sierra, which is Sierra Nevada, Yosemite, all that. 
And then from there, it's NorCal, which is said to be kind of the boring one. But if you're familiar with, like, Mount Shasta, which I didn't know, but if you ever drink the beverage Shasta. Never never, okay. Well, that's because you didn't grow up here. Yeah, yeah that yeah, might be it. But I, anyway, huh? there's a beverage mm-hmm. called, like, Shasta. And it's still kind of around. And there's a mountain in the background. But it's based off Mount Shasta. It's this beautiful 14,000-footer 14, in Northern California. Okay. So NorCal's at times really boring. But then from there, you go to Oregon, which is – like all vol- it's you hike like five or six is it six i think five yeah six, five volcano six ranges whoa so there's like lava rock which is terrible to hike but yeah you do it right it's something new which is fun at the time then you get into it like oh this is just terrible yeah it's like big rocks with like holes and stuff and then it's pretty brittle so it can kind of scrape you up if you're not careful and the last section is uh washington so there's kind of a five section what the- was like the most beautiful it's probably a hard question but it's it I think the Sierra for yeah. me. Sierra. Yeah, Sierra Nevada but was. The most beautiful is probably the Sierra. I think for me, it was my favorite was the desert. How about you? And that was right in the beginning. Yep. And that's because. That's no it's, coincidence. It's like college, okay. you know, freshman year orientation. Like, oh, it's what, a, what a good experience. <laughs> Meet new people, new experience. Just it's just it's just fun. It's like syllabus month. Like yeah. you know, you're new to this. Syllabi like, month. Syllabi yeah. syllabi <laughs> month. Yeah, that's what we used to call it. But that ended up just turning into the syllabine week was like every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we did. But it's just like it's like freshman year of college, like there's no world worry in the world. Everyone's new to this and this it's is fun. just like fun. And so and Damn. it's like it's the the uh the trail the grade of the trail was pretty like gentle. It's just it's just sand, so it's really easy to hike and walk. Um, so that was like, that was, I like, I mean, I liked all of it. The so Sierra Nevada was, is the most beautiful. And then they always, Washington was also great. Yeah, it's nice. But then again, like Oregon with all the volcanoes are just beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I would say probably looking back, the desert was probably like my favorite. Just, it's just careless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just fun. Careless. There are most people there. So you're talking about careless. Was there any part where it got like super treacherous and you were like scared for, like your safety any any points during the hike where that was that came up a few times definitely yeah like in oregon so i don't know if we want to go about it now but our plan normally most people through hike it south starting in the south and hike it through north and you go nobo so northbound is they call it nobo and sobo so if you head northbound it's nobo if you head southbound it's sobo Mm -hmm. so our plan was just to go through hike nobo and so when we got to the edge of the sierra nevadas where it starts getting high elevation there was tons of snow, and this year is one of the largest snow years. And we got there pretty early, which is weird to think about, especially being in Minnesota, like May, in California. Southern Central California, tons of snow, feet of snow. And so we actually had to go from there and jump up north to Oregon. So when we were in Oregon, there was tons of snow. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, it kind of naive is thinking, <laughs> you know, like we, we saw the temperatures and Oregon, maybe during the day was 55 and lows were like 40, you know, whatever it was. And we're thinking, well, if there is snow on the ground, it's not going to be frozen because it's 55 degrees and 40 degrees. You know, that's not freezing temperatures. But we were wrong because the snow under cools the snow on the surface. So it's frozen. Mm -hmm. Mm. So every morning, basically, we'd wake up and have basically a slick sheet of ice on top of the snow. And they have a thing called micro spikes, which are like, basically claws for your feet you put it you put them on mm-hmm. strap them on basically and you got like you know, claws but we sent them home for that reason <laughs> thinking we wouldn't need them well the day the day before it was like 97 degrees in portland oregon yeah, like so it was like on. we're like it's we're, gonna be gone and yeah. if there's some it's not gonna be bad yeah. 
and every ounce, every gram counts for most through hikers. So you're you're weighing Especially everything. at that point, you're all Especially, the way. Through, yeah, you're you're a veteran. You feel mm-hmm. like you're a pro. You know, you're 40 days in. That's about 40 days yeah. in for uh, us. You guys yeah. got your full beards. You exactly. got your trail names. <laughs> exactly. You're using. Trail you're names. like flowing, not flowing. I mm-hmm. mean, you guys are all. You guys are eating. We're invincible. Bread. Yeah. And then we're like sophomores in college at this point, thinking we know everything. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to a junior, like sophomores are they're down. <laughs> no, God, this yeah. shit's really hard. Yeah. Right? yeah. He agrees. He agrees. Tyler agrees. That's awesome. So, but yeah, mostly that those mornings were tough you know and and, and at, at points even in the desert so you know like uh we were just outside palm desert you know palm desert in march and april gets to 80 something degrees during the day but mount san Jacinto's 13 11 10,005 10, yeah. elevation and there's like there's snow all the way at the top and so there's like one section where there's snow and if you slip you're going like a couple hundred feet down you're and people broke ankles like they, oh, no. yeah, and it's on the ridge, on the ridge. So, like in Oregon and all that, uh, the snowy parts, with there's ice, and you know there's not a whole lot of tread or anything. We're we were like the first ones in Oregon, so we're like trailblazing the tra- and There's no trail, and so you're kind of just like it's guessing. Buried. It's buried under the snow. You're like wow. checking back to technology. You're checking the app. It's like all right, the trail's like ten feet that way. So you're just kind of making your way. Oh wow! But at that point, the trail doesn't matter because you're not. The trail doesn't help you at all. You You're just, just going stay. Nobo. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You just want to stay in the area. So if it does clear up, you have dry, dry land to hike. Okay. Wow. But yeah, there are parts where, it, and even he had, well, we, we, it's called glissading, which is just sliding down like on your butt, down ice. And one morning it was, you know, it's probably 40 something degrees or whatever, but he had slid down, like cut his whole like yeah, rear was bleeding. Because it, it just gets the ice. I mean, it's just like sharp. Yeah. crystals yeah. or whatever. And but then my shorts hiked up, and then I accidentally like, kind of rolled in my hip, and it, it uh, got me. Got I could him. like see like a thin layer of my skin on the ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. That's a nasty but, burn. So, so the safety part, bears were never an issue. We saw a handful of bears. They just Black bears just run off. Like I most people, that's like most people's big thing. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're large, but they're not that large, and they're pretty scared of people. But it was mostly like snow. One time, that was NorCal. Uh, there was like a snow. St- well, there was like a, a storm and at lower elevation, it was supposed to be rain and then higher elevation it was be snow. It's like, well, we'd rather get snowed on than rained on at 37 degrees. Hypothermia is more of an issue if you're wet than if you've got snow, you know, it just kind of goes off. So we ended up like hiking a few extra miles to get up to where it was going to snow instead of rain. And then it, it's, it's sleeted. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sleeted. Slushy. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. And yeah. sleet and then comes slush. And then like our sleep bags got soaked. Just because oh. it was like under our tent and all that, so our yeah. sleeping bag got soaked, and to the point where, and I think the next day was no, the next day was snow. Gross. It was snowing, like Terrible. we had a snowstorm and all that, so we needed to, and it was I think th- yeah, thirty seven, thirty five degrees at night, and so we needed to bail to the highway, like we needed to get down elevation to be safe, so we're like in the snowstorm, kind of making our way, and it's just like we're just like stre- just stressed out. This is just, the worst day probably on the trail. Yeah, mm. and, and looking back, it was like, wow, I wouldn't trade that for anything now. Now yeah. that we're safe, but we ended up finding a cabin, like this rustic cabin. People hadn't been there for years. Door was, it it was it just took a little jiggling, but it like opened right up, and so there wasn't heat or anything. But we were at least able to kind of dry our stuff out instead of bailing ten miles to the road. We were able to just camp there. And the next morning it was sunny and wait, so you just you just stumbled upon a cabin. Did you did you see it? Random cabin. Dude, in the snow. That's what I'm no, like, well, in, in, there's it, snow everywhere, and so you don't see any footsteps. No, you know no one's been in here for the whole season. And how yeah. far away did you see it? And you, you looked at each uh, other, you're feet. like feet? Oh, because it is there's a snowstorm. Yep. So yeah. 
you could only see probably point two. The term is like point two, point two miles, point two mm-hmm. ahead of you. So it was like, and then it was coming down. It was nasty, and we're just like kind of just going as Trudging straight along. as we can, yep. yeah, to to the highway, which is ten miles away or whatever it was, and no specific trail or anyway. No, just, just use your app and you kind of use the compass yep. and say, like I said, no mo. That way, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going that way. Dang. But, so you guys use your phones a lot then, just yeah. to like oh, yeah. make Definitely. sure you're navigating. Definitely. Oh, all the time. And then do you have like paper? No, I didn't have a paper map. Okay, didn't have a compass. Didn't have a paper map. Don't really even know how to read them. <laughs> again, yo, we hiking are, in 2019, dude. Look at this. I, again, Seriously. like I said from the start, we're like not seasoned hikers or anything. Our forefathers, <laughs> our our four, what would you call them? The our forefathers Lewis within and the Clark. Third, yeah, our, yes. Lewis and Clark would be so pissed to know oh, that you guys didn't have a compass on a map. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's it's kind of ridiculous, but it's like if if it's there, it's super helpful. Yeah, I'm so you guys just that. have like portable chargers that you yes. use to charge yeah. your like phone a twenty thousand milliamp. So that charges a phone thick like one. six times, probably about six times. And so oh, okay. most most times we'd be out on the trail for a five, probably four or five or six day stretch before the next resupply. Mm. So. Our, Battery, pa- pa- battery power was never really an issue. Okay. And, like, and But dang, that's crazy. Yeah. For the resupplies, did you go the whole nine yards where you like called your parents, like, mail me this during this time? Or was it pretty much you stopping at places and then sending it mm-hmm. to uh, to the further locations? Well, it all depended, obviously, just on the location. And I, he's the I planner. Did, I did all he's, the planning. So I, okay. I told him, I'm going to come with you, but, man, this is your this is yeah. your adventure. And this was basically the, the meat of the planning, like – when it comes mm-hmm. to the food, pun intended. And so the resupply was really what, what you need to focus on. And you don't have to do it all before you go, but you should have a good idea of what you do because, you know, when you're gone, I don't want to burden my mom or my family with buying food and shipping it out. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cumbersome process with getting the right supplies, the right amount, and shipping it to the right place. Getting a big all box, that. taping the box. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot to it, you know, especially two of us, and we eat a lot. <laughs> It's a, a thing lot. called hiker hunger. As you can imagine, you just get hungry when you hike. And there's nothing else to do, so you might as well just eat while you're out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, God, I would dominate trail mix. And oh, yeah. I would not you'd go you'd hiking with this guy. You'd yeah. get sick of it. <laughs> he eats all the you'd snacks get rid in the house. Of, you'd probably get sick of Cliff Bars after some time. Oh, yeah. If you're not careful. If you don't mix in all this stuff, it, yeah, it mm-hmm. can be. You get dry. And so, you know, on average, let's say it's 100 miles of resupply. So maybe four days, 25 miles a day. Four days, hundred miles, and then the the trail is twenty six hundred miles, so roughly that's twenty six resupply points. Okay. And I did some research, and they say that about ten of them should be a, a US like USPS box, and so actually most of the time you just ship it to a USPS office, and then you go pick it up. It's called general delivery. I've never heard of that before, but hey, you ship it to the office, and you go and, and receive it from the office. It's like carry out. Exactly. Oh, that's Except for it's not it's not hot and it's not fresh. <laughs> it's ramen noodles, pop tarts, oatmeal. But yeah. it's what you need. It's, it's, what, you it's need. what you need. So I gotta need. ask. I mean, we've been you know touching on this diet stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how, yeah. how are the poops, man? Once a day. Once a day. Regular. Usually, Once right when I wake up. Like actually, like well, you don't have steak. coffee. No, don't have coffee. But I had coffee mm-hmm. every morning. Ten minutes after I smell the coffee. <laughs> poops. Poops are they're they're decent. They're not. And you gotta dig your hole six inches deep. You know, you oh, that's a do rule. your business. It's a leave, trail. leave no trail or leave trace. no trace. LNT is like their big thing. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like a whole, you can Google LNT. There's like this whole thing and people are really, people on Facebook are really passionate about LNT. So nice. there's a whole <laughs> group. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but. That's crazy. So you had, so you had to dig your hole and then you guys just get in your squat and let it Definitely. run. Yep. Let Damn, it, let yeah. it go. And we were told, so this, uh, one guy was like, you don't finish the through hike without pooping your pants at least once. <laughs> no shit. So, uh, 
Tr- trash can, why don't you tell him? We're guilty. <laughs> We're guilty. We're guilty. We're guilty. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, how do you poop your pants? You can go poop wherever you want, but it's like, you're like hiking, you know, you're just hiking and you just like want to get finished or you're on a ridge where there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere yeah. to and go. And it's like, and you can't poop on the trail. Like that yeah. is a total no-no. Yeah. So it's not like we intentionally pooped your pants. There's just like no other option. Or it's like you're like almost to where you need to go. And it's just like, oh, there it goes. There it <laughs> yeah. goes. No way, dude. <laughs> mine, you guys are laying logs in your pants? <laughs> One time. And mine once, was because once. my my shorts had like a really tough um, bow to undo. Like the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you couldn't finish in time. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, pull, you pull the lace and it like, it's like tying your not shoe. And it, it's like ties it up. Yeah, it ties it tight. You're like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> grab yes. your pocket knife. <laughs> yeah, so that was his. Mine just—I don't oh, know. That's Mine, classic. Yeah, but what's it like after you poop your pants? Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, crap. It's but like, it's a story wow. to tell. Mm-hmm. It's a story you to know, tell. That's amazing. It, it definitely is like, wow, I'm that guy. <laughs> like, how hard is it to not? It made, like, me, it made me feel better having someone tell me that before that yes. that everyone poops their pants yep. at least once. It's gonna happen. It's but, gonna happen. But there was one gal who, when you know, you sign logs as you hike. Like you check in on trail, these, logs, like, trail logs, registers, not but, your poop logs. Yeah, yeah no, because that's where my head went straight. But she had, and she's a good friend of ours, Iron. But at the finish, she had written in the log like, "Finish the through hike." Don't know if I really completed it because I didn't poop my pants. Gotcha. <laughs> well, yeah. she said, well, "Yeah." And everyone knows this, but girls Shape don't poop. So yeah, girls, exactly. <laughs> girls going on the trip is like they got it easy. Girls, girls don't poop. Everyone's that's right. Poop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And we're firm believers in that. Well, speaking of girls, Agreed. we have a uh, question from a fan, Chelsea oh, yeah. Larson. Chelsea Larson. Yep. She wanted to bring up, um, and I don't have my phone, so I'm blanking on the terminology, but camping without tents. Oh, cowboy, cowboy, cowboy camping, galaxy camping. Lots Cow of different person names. camping. Okay. Yep. So it's camping without a tent, just under the under the stars. And so cowboy camping, it's 2019. Cow person camping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cow of course. girl camping. Galaxy camping. Is that probably another one or two, but those are kind of covers the gamut of what they call it. But And obviously that's the preferred method because you don't have to unpack and, and oh, set yeah. it for up. S- for some people. We, we like it. It's like less a setup. It's just kind of like a, the principle is kind of cool. Like you're camping under the stars. There's nothing around, but just you, like you and the stars is kind of cool. Um, but it, it's a little chillier. If it's cold night, you don't get as little as much warmth. In Washington, there were mice, and so you don't mm. need mice crawling on you. And even like on our tents, like we slept with our food in our tent, and like come come like night dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Most people kind of do. They don't really talk about it so much, but we like we it's a hassle throwing up in oh, a tree yeah, every night. And then you get hungry in the middle of the night, so there's a snack right there. Especially that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, most nights like wake up for a midnight snack. But yeah, so so mice would like only a couple times, but like mice would crawl up on your tent. Oh, uh, like I still squeaking cringe. and stuff, and like you just like whack I it off your tent. Still cringe. And the worst part, like it's it's gross that they're there, but you don't want them chewing through like a nice tent, and so. Right. Like people, you know, some people have six hundred dollar tents. We don't, but you know, if you get that chewed through, it's like, well, shoot, there goes the quality of the six hundred dollar waterproof tent. Like, <laughs> wait, so you guys did do galaxy camping? Or you, a fair yeah. share, yeah. Oh, okay, so you had the tent when you needed it. But when we needed it, yes. got it. Or, okay. if it was, or if that was gonna rain, you'd have it. But yeah, when when it was preferred to not. The one guy actually, one of our buddies we were hiking with, for all of the sea, was it Washington? Didn't have a tent. Like Just twenty like, days. Didn't have risky. Wow. He didn't really have even a sleeping pad. Didn't have a tent, and so he was just like ultralight, ultralight, roughing it. Definitely, Uber light. We met a guy in Washington as well. He didn't even have a sleeping bag. 
So silly. Mm-hmm. Like one cold night and that yeah, could put and you temps out. Temps were, you know, as you get up in elevation. So it, I didn't know this before, but they say every thousand feet of elevation, you, you lose three degrees of temperature. So wow. at like at sea level, let's say it's uh, 80 degrees. But then if you go up like 5,000 feet, you lose 15 degrees. Th- you know, 5,000 t- five times three is 15. Yeah. Wow. So it, it, which makes sense of why mountains as you go higher, like you see the snow, snow line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had never really realized, like, again, Specifically, I'm, I'm not a hiker. Degrees, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Every, and so you'd plan as you hike. You'd kind of plan accordingly. Like, we don't need to camp at 8,000 if we can camp at 5,000, if it's going to be a chilly night. But, yeah, most nights it was probably even in even in August in uh, in Washington, it was probably mid-40s for ni- at it's night. Chilly. Wow. So it's not warm. Like, at no point were very few nights where we, like, warm. And even the night. desert. Oh, yeah. We started March, you know, end of March. It was cold. Some mm-hmm. nights it froze. And so we have our water filter, and you can't let those freeze because the water will expand and break the water filter, basically. So you got to sleep with it. Yep. And actually, when we started, we planned to like share a tent potentially if, if mm-hmm. we needed to. And actually, in the desert, I used a shelter. I think it was two times. So we shared a tent basically two times. A lot of cow, cow person 38 camping. nights, in yep. a, basically in a row of yeah, cowboy camping. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's nice. That's fun. It's fun. Yeah. That's Wake up, you're ready to go, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just on. The the other bummer is the the sleeping pad. It takes like, a, it doesn't sound like a big deal. It's like a minute to undo. <laughs> it all adds up though, yeah. especially every morning. It's nice to have the like the sleeping pad where it doesn't have air. So you just it's like an accordion. And you just put it back and it's right accordion. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, I want to know like if you guys have a story that you when people ask you how the trail was or looking back on it now, is there like one specific story that you love telling? Or maybe you've never told. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's not the trail itself, but so we did a lot of hitchhiking. I think you know where I'm going with this one. Oh boy, Mount Shasta. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so we we like we did a fair share of hitchhiking, and you know it's like that's what you have to do get in town or whatever. And so how we, was the hitchhiking game? Was it, like, it was pretty fun? it was fun. So we had we had her trail name was Birthday Girl, and so they call it the the Ride Bride. The girl so, that you're with is the Ride Bride. Yeah, like girls mm. seem to. We have, didn't coin it. No, we didn't coin it. We we said it though, but we didn't coin it. But it's said to be like girls have an easier time hitchhiking. So like mm. so the guys, you know, you go hide off in the corner, the girls out there, the guys run out as as they pull over. Get in the car like, with yeah. Them. You got us too? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So, so we had done that once. Yeah. Yeah. So we had done that once and the driver was like, I swear you guys just popped out of the, out of nowhere. <laughs> we're like, no, by. no, we were here. They're like, Man, I didn't even see you guys. They're like, Well, can we get in? They're like, Yeah, I guess there's room. <laughs> and we were hiding behind the bushes. <laughs> That caught us. Yeah, but still got the ride. That. But yeah, we did a fair share of hitchhiking, and like one time, so we had jumped around, but we needed to get from like Oregon down to California, and so we it took us like we had to we had to commute there because we were flip flopping on the trail a yeah. bunch because of the snow. So we took like seven hitchhike hitchhikes to get from like one point of the trail to the next. Had to camp on the side of the interstate one night, which was really fun, and then we got a ride down or whatever. But yeah, one of one of the guys. Had like marijuana, and this is California, so it's legal. And Oregon to California, it's legal. But he had marijuana in the front seat with a seatbelt on. Meanwhile, like he's marijuana plant, marijuana plant, buckled in, like buckled in. Lives in a van, so that's like his home. That's so we were like in his van, laying on his bed because he didn't have seats in the back. So we were like hanging out in his bed as he's driving us like over the California border to drop us off. That's just like just like just kind of I don't know just like very unusual stuff. And And he was major hippie. He was going to I think a Buddhist temple (laughs) to go meditate, and he had dreadlocks. And his real name he said was skateboard. 
Not no, his, a trail his name. Trail na- no, his his name is Skateboard. Oh, is he goes, yeah, whatever We asked him his name. He goes, I'm Skateboard. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's all yeah. that was. My name's Skateboard. Do you guys want to join? <laughs> but then actually so then i just went this last weekend to the superior hiking trails on the north shore and so i like went up with the buddy just for the weekend just for kind of get back into it a little bit just to see and i like i like miss the trail but that kind of reminded me that i don't miss the trail just getting up every morning just to go hike get, just gets old after a while but, you um, did it. but yeah so then we also wanted to try like hitchhiking is like this weird it's really fun it's like ding. It's kind of like ding dong ditching, where you get a little like adrenaline. It's kind of fun. Yeah. But we wanted to try just to see how Minnesotans do with hitchhikers. So we we hitchhiked twice. The first time it took us about seven minutes to get picked up. The next one probably fifteen. Uh, probably twenty minutes. So Minnesota drivers do pick up hitchhikers. If anyone out there needs to, I think it's ride. legal. Yeah. It's legal. They say it's legal if you're not standing on the road. And so if you're like on the gravel or like on the curb or something and it's just a simple thumb out there well there there are multiple different types but yeah this is the classic we 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 had done like the we had like the the beyonce like uh no that's not yeah beyonce but it was like her dance or like there's like yeah 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 there's like the rock paper hitchhiker Mm. so we this weekend we just did some and then you gotta jig it oh that was the yeah this is like the yeah Yeah, jig it he's tired a little extra attention you know okay Real have man. some character, you know. People want to pick up people who have, you know, have a smile on. Probably, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus just kind of a creepy. So we found blank look. by reading some stuff and like whatever. But don't wear hats. Don't wear sunglasses. Try to smile. Have your like hiking stuff visible, so it's not like you're a bomb. A tweak. It, tweaker is the big term on the trail. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. Actually, kind of a funny story. Not one of our best, but it's funny to look back and. We were in South Lake Tahoe, and I don't know if oh, you guys gosh. been there. It's, <laughs> a, been it's to Lake busy. Tahoe. You yeah. know, we're right on the main drag there, and we needed to get from the trail, which is, you know, basically South Lake Tahoe, to our friend's place in Reno. And it's it, about, a, about hour an hour, hour, hour and, and a half, half drive. Yeah. Two main roads to get you there. So chances are you're not going to get one ride all the way there. But we're standing on the side of the road hitchhiking. I think it was like Friday afternoon. It was busy. <laughs> we're sitting on, have our thumb up. Get a job. <laughs> and like, I'm just kind of thinking, like, like this that's is all, me. We just it, had jobs. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we're getting away from them, but it was like, you know, if you compare downtown Minneapolis on like a Friday afternoon, like just rushes of people. Like we're hitchhiking South Lake Tahoe on like their main artery, and people are yelling at us, "Get a job!" It's like, yeah, <laughs> now nah, we're okay. We're good for now. <laughs> you know, if you, only they knew. You guys was, are bums. Yeah. <laughs> was, so on humbling. the trail, the, some people would. You're American heroes. Like when you're on the trail and then especially like in a national park and there are people there for the weekend, they're like, are you doing the PCT? You're like, yeah. They're like, you're doing the whole thing. We're like, yeah. They're like, wow. Can I get a picture with you? People asked for a photo. They gave us food. They asked us if we need anything. I'm trying to think if we ever given money. No, I don't think so. But not yet. Not yet. yet. Yeah. Not until you guys, not until we met you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but no, like. People treat it like cele- – I mean, it's it's almost like you're a celebrity on the trail, which yeah. is just, like, really fun. They ask you, like, all these questions and, like, oh, I want to do that someday. Like, do you have any advice? And it's just like – Just do it. You just go out and hike. Like, yeah, we you- have no experience before. People assume you're some kind of, like, really seasoned veteran, veteran hiker. And it's like, no, didn't know anything about hiking. Thought you wore a hiking – so no one wears hiking boots. Nearly no one wears hiking boots. Which just seems a little odd, doesn't it? What do they wear, Sperry's? They wear, like, trail runners. So, mm. like, the brand Running Ultra shoes. or Brooks, 
Yep. yep. But they're like a pretty. They're like a. They're really like a tennis, like a lightweight, shoe. not durable tennis shoe. And so you get oh. about five hundred miles out of them. Huh. But yeah, like I thought for the longest time you'd probably hike in like big clunky boots, but nearly no one does. Wow. I, yeah. I, I love that though, man. Yeah. You guys are just average dudes. Just yeah. Who were like, we well, want to go on this adventure. Absolutely. And, I mean, not, you guys are getting all this praise. Like, what? We're, we're like celebrities. We're, dude, we just – I used a bag of Doritos as a pillow last night. Yeah. And I pooped eating. my pants last night. <laughs> <laughs> and I showered 10 days ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's – I mean, that's that's a testament to the whole thing, man. I oh, think yeah. that's amazing. And, you know, speaking of, like, the average portion is, like, we love to talk to people and talk to them in the relatable sense. Like we're just a couple guys around here. You guys happen to have hiked the PCT. We happen to have a podcast on the third floor and we want to talk about it. Third floor. We're genuinely, nice we're genuinely curious Absolutely. and like what you guys are doing. And so with that, you know, we want to know what your guys's average quality is. So we'll start with you trash can. Cause I know you have a tendency to think, <laughs> think a little bit. Yeah. So I'm just going to jump right in. <laughs> My average quality is probably public speaking. And really? I don't know if this is technically called public speaking, but you know it's the same train of thought. Like, it's interesting because I've always been wanting to get good at it, but I hate putting the steps forward to get good at it because it's tough, tough to do, and it requires like you know put yourself out there. And so, yeah, public speaking something. I think maybe this experience will help me get better at and you know put my f- first foot forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is it, what's funny is if if this doesn't feel like public speaking. Then we're doing our job exactly. Right? You guys are good. There's no, no public exactly. Spe- yeah, this is great. This is a public speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Totally if we were to wrong. tell you, like, if you were in an audi- auditorium of like a thousand people, that's a little bit different. Talking about the PCT, definitely. Yeah. You know, oh, definitely. I feel so, comfortable. yeah, I love, I love it, that you. It can't be public speaking. Tyler's on his phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! I'm just giving you a time. I love that. Yeah. All right. How about you? I would say. Wait, what's your trail name again? Guys, store brand. Store brand. Store brand. Store brand. Store brand. Yeah. Let People me hear. thought store bought. Yeah, store bought. Store, store bread. I got store that a bread. Times. Store bread. We call you Kroger. 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 Kirkland. Absolutely. Yeah, Kroger. actually, wait. We're, Great we're value. Kirkland podcast. Kirkland. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say, I guess I, one, one thing is like, I want to be the best at like everything. And like, that just, it, it kind of like frustrates me when I can't do, like, master something. And so, uh, you know, it's like something I'm trying to work on is, trying to be trying to be the best i can but being okay with not because like like i'll take cross-country skiing as an example like i am not good at it i get really i want to be good at it but i get really frustrated if i can't do it and so i'm like trying to get better about being okay not being the best with things but i want to be the best that i can with it and that's kind of like the whole the whole mantra of your your trips and everything is like you've probably seen so many different moments of like this isn't going well. Oh yeah, this, I can't. I'm, I can't seem to figure it out or yeah. something like that. And that's probably happened time and time again. And you have to continue to push forward. Like, all right, it's okay. I can't be pissed in this moment, or else I it's know. never going to get better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the hard things was, you know, as we're tw- we're we're brothers, we're family, but we're twins too, and, and now hiking. coworkers too. Now, oh yeah, yeah. But now, like, we're hiking. We're hiking separate from each other. You know, like we need some space during the day. But yeah, we can get like really frustrated with each other throughout the day. And so it's like, is that why you hiked separately? There's some of that, but no, but a lot of people hike separately. It was funny for the yeah. first two, three weeks, we all hiked together and we did like Eskimo walking. Basically, you know, the first person hikes and then they 
they step aside and the train goes and they hop to the back mm-hmm. and it's kind of the so rotation. Set the pace. Yeah. yeah and then it's get like the reverse break. Indian running. We exactly. That, we Native that's American how... running. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and we thought that <laughs> was like what time. people did. And then we told people and they're like, that's so Dude, weird. That is so weird. Why do you guys all hike together? And we're like, well, I don't Like, that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's fun at the start. But then like as as it goes like you just spend so much time together that it's nice and i like i would listen to music or podcasts as i'd go oh. but it was nice for me like we would hike separately have lunch together hike a bit together then split off and then finish the day together or something like that and he was always a faster hiker than i was mm-hmm. a little bit more like casual hiking and so it was tough for me to keep up because i didn't i don't like sweating when i hike and he didn't I, I like sweating <laughs> and he likes yeah. winning yeah. yeah but okay cool man that's yep. that's actually very interesting i listening to podcasts on the on the Absolutely. pct Absolutely. there wasn't a can we just say you guys listen to us on the pct i, I did you actually did yep. just just a short bit but yes i did all right that counts <laughs> there we go that's dude awesome. that's fucking dope <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome man i love that what was the podcast of choice uh dave ramsey if you're familiar with financial p like we're big personal finance guys so that's that's kind of our go-to or clark howard Okay, I'm unfamiliar, but I, that okay. cracks me up that econ you're listening finance. to econ and finance <laughs> while you're hiking, no bow up the no PCT. Bow, no <laughs> bow, no bow. But yeah, you would think we're so you would think we're just like very impulsive, like spending our last dime to go out there and do this. And like, mm-hmm. no, we 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 do have a long term plan, and like we felt like this felt in our, filled was part of our strategy of just like lifelong learning and building like career skills, personal skills, spiritual skills as we're out on the trail. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, no, it was, That's it was killer. great learning. Lots of, po- lots of podcasts, a lot of Taylor Swift. All right. A little of everything out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and I think that's a, a really good point, right? Cause when we were talking, sitting here, you know, at the beginning of this podcast talking about, Oh, what was the leap? Like, what was like quitting your job? What was, yeah. what was it like leaving your job for the adventure, you know, building it up to this big thing. And mm-hmm. it is, but now we're sitting here and it's like, look, that is a six-month adventure yeah. in a grand scheme of probably a lifelong Definitely. journey of, you know, if we all live uh, healthy, long lives, 80-plus years mm-hmm. and maybe even more. Yep. Six months out of that time, and we, we spend so much time thinking about the what if, and mm, we spend definitely. so much time thinking about, you know, like, oh, I, this is this. We build it up as this, like, big feat. But now, you know, sitting back on it, it's like, that was such a great experience. That was such a great mm-hmm. adventure. And the catch of it all is, like, it's such a short span of time that it's really not perspective like the having the new perspective of looking back on it definitely would i feel like that would almost influence like your next thing yeah so to to add to that so when i quit my bike for or job for the bike adventure like when i was like you know the first four days felt like forever like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be biking for the rest of my you know it's six months but it just feels like at the time like nothing can touch me i'm gonna be out here for a while i don't even know if i'm gonna ever like this is going to be, it feels like forever, like it's six like months when it's you're like your crack hour and you're like yeah, in, into the wild. Absolutely. And so, you know, like, well, that six months was over and then we went on the hike and it was like, like looking back, it's like, where did, as with yeah. anything, like, where did time go? Like, it's all over and now we're working for our, our dad now. But one, like, I guess one key takeaway for me is like, I wasn't any happier on the trail. Like I, we experienced a lot of cool stuff and all that, but like, I wasn't any happier out there, which is kind of interesting. And I think. That's a key thing, a key takeaway for me of I can dream about all these things or like having money or prestige and all that. But like I I don't find that it's going to like make me happy in the long run for a little bit. It'll be great. But in the long term, I'll be just they. I think they do say like happiness kind of trends over a long time. 
and it like, sounds kind of sad and like morbid and whatnot but like i think it's a good way of like living life like be happy what you have in this definitely. present moment and i think that is one of the key takeaways for us mm-hmm. like you can dream big dreams and have a nice big house but your new standard is what you have and yep. so just being like satisfied with what you have is so mm-hmm. important yeah, we've that, started man. to like sell some so after the trail we've always been kind of minimalist and like you know part of people on the trail that's just like for the most part minimalist is kind of the trail thing you know you got a backpack it's a trendy term everything it's, yeah it's very definitely yeah. so like we, we're like starting to sell some stuff and it's just like it's been freeing to own less not that we own a lot we share a car bike to work like we have pretty simple lives but it's fun now off the trail to just like try to dial it back on like what I, what we have and like if, if a shirt i don't wear for like six, six months, months it's out like yeah. I, I don't need it mm-hmm. and yeah. then you play the oh but i might wear it next I time no you're not what about a halloween costume that would be great like a red shirt i don't know maybe it'll be santa one year you know stuff yeah. like that it's can like, it just, the what can is it. Mm-hmm. yeah can it but well uh, another core back pocket question is what's in your back pocket and this is something you, when uh pressure becomes stress and anxiety is rising and this probably happened a few times during uh, both of your trips and yeah. Um, in many different situations. And I'm curious, what did you guys have maybe literally carrying in your back pocket or uh, a habit, an emotion that you would use to overcome these situations? Hmm. I'd probably say for me, just perspective, like we've talked about, like, especially when you've done half the trail, I kind of do the, I've done half of it. I can get through the other half. Yeah. Um, I've done two marathons before and you, you get to that halfway point and like, shoot, I have another half marathon. Or you can say, shoot, I've done a half a marathon. I could finish the second half. Mm. And so whether it's half the day or half the trail or whatever it is, kind of perspective of flipping it, you know, half full versus half empty. Ah, that's great. Yeah. The mind is so much greater than we give it credit Definitely. for, which is mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like when you were describing like how s- your sore feet are and it's just like you walk it off. Walking. It's like, yeah. well, is it the physical part of like actually walking off or is it just the mental like waking up and just being like, okay, oh. recognize that my feet are sore, but... I'm yeah. look at where where I'm at. This is amazing. And they say kind of with with the tra- you know when we first started, we were asking like hundreds of questions with like people who have done done it before, and like it comes to like what would you say the trail is like fifty percent mental, fifty percent physical, probably more mental even. Yeah, than that. almost yeah. so. Really. So it's just mental. an interesting thing. But then going so going into mine, I would say, like we set out to finish. Like we were we were gonna finish, and so termination. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we. In the back of my mind, no matter how bad it got or anything, like, you know, if you hike 26 miles in a day, 26.2 or 26.5 was, is 2,650 miles. So if you hike 26.5 in a day, you're 1% done. So every 26.5 you do in a day, which we arranged from 20, once we got going 25 to like, our highest was 42, 42 or 41. So we yeah. did like a lot of mid third, like thirties and all that. But yeah, every 26.5 miles you hike in a day, that's 1%. So every like I would always think about it like a computer like a crappy old Microsoft 98 like downloading a file you know like that ugly bar that like loads slowly it's like yeah today I just loaded that bar one little bit more well it's funny so again perspective is 1% is not much but when you think about the grand scheme like just do that 100 times get up 100 days and do it you know yeah. it's again it's perspective <laughs> you could see it as a terrible mm-hmm. or awesome however you want to view it mm-hmm. yeah wow I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just Great kind of answer. Just, yeah. do, just do a marathon a day, just about, and it's 1%. Mm-hmm. And, and same thing on the bike tour. So that was 11,000 miles. So every 110 miles, every day I rode 110 miles, I just chipped off 1%. And like I did, a, like my highest was a 225. So I got 2% done that day. Wow. But you know, you spend 
that was like 16 hours of riding in a day and it's like you finish you're exhausted and you're like that was only two percent two percent yeah you got another percent like, tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. and it's and again it's tomorrow. just like that's the point of going out there and doing it because it's like you know a lot of the days it got kind of just routine and i didn't want to hike but part of it was like there was nothing else to do so it's like hiking is the best thing you could do anyway just to like pass through the day yeah but again it's not like we're ragging on anything it's just as things as you do things for so long even even if it's glamorous it just becomes kind of work it's, it's kind of yeah have yeah so, so knowing the the trip and the mental uh you know strength that you guys built what's next well, trying to manage sitting in an office <laughs> that's <laughs> no a kidding. mental grind yeah, yeah. But are, do you, you know, have any other adventures that you're thinking of on the horizon because you're i know you're reading blog posts yeah we're, we're definitely i'm always like looking at something i would like to at some point like bike around the world and so that's that would be about a <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> and, and here's the crazy thing like you know before the hike we like i would have been like you're nuts to hike from mexico to canada and now that we've done it it doesn't seem that like eh, it just yeah. seems like it's just a hike right and well that's that's your new peak exactly, and now you're yeah. looking at what's perspective next. again it, the, yeah and and i don't do you guys run at all if you guys marathon runners I do we look like marathon runners? <laughs> yeah, you guys do. No, All right. No, he right. does. <laughs> people listening, they look great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And handsome. <laughs> we we but, work out at boutique fitness places there we go. Uh, three times a week, yeah. roughly. Mm-hmm. On good weeks. J- just like for the perspective, like I would just say someone who runs. So I've never run. A, he's run marathons. I haven't. I've walked a lot of marathons more than I want to know. But I've never run a marathon. I think it's a lot of miles. And someone that's done a marathon and it's run like ultras would be like, oh, a marathon's easy. You know, like it's just a perspective thing. So then. So the biking mar- around the world. That would be. Who knows? Casual. Casual. Yeah. yeah. For anybody. yeah what about the water? Dude? <laughs> well, that would be the one thing where you take flights. So you'd bike like America. You take a flight to Europe mm, all the way through. The, the tricky part is like Europe is great. But then the Middle East, I wouldn't I wouldn't figure out how. But this is years down the road or reti- who knows? Who knows where it goes? But. Uh, the Middle East is a tricky section, but then you get like you could go uh, throughout all of China down to like Singapore. Then Wait, where? China, China, China. Trump, China, China. <laughs> so it's possible. China it, is huge. It is. <laughs> I love it, dude. But yeah, That's so hilarious. so that and you fly to Australia, you do that. But career-wise, it's best for me to have a plan than to to bike the world at this point. Okay. And then I've thought about through paddling the Mississippi. That would be another. So one. Yeah. I don't know if I'd start up at the headwaters in Lake Itasca, but maybe start in Minneapolis and head down to New Orleans and do a canoe. And I've mentioned it with my serious girlfriend to do it in the future, <laughs> maybe three, four, five years down the line. Maybe just show her how serious you are. Yeah, exactly. Bring it up now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now she just will be listening. So I, that she, makes total sense. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about that. And then. Just some thought that I've had. I've lived in Taiwan for a year of my life. and Oh, for real? Long term. It could be cool to live there again. We'll see. Taiwan, not Thailand. Yeah, different. Taiwan's People up. get it wrong. Oh, well, I'm just... going to Taiwan and Thailand. Are you You're going? Saying, in what? January. No kidding. What no, are you doing? I'm flying. So I booked. over. Yeah, the lay- I'm doing a two-day or oh. one day uh, going there, one day coming back. Nice. Full 24 awesome. hours Taipei? in Taiwan. Yeah, Taipei. Dude, dang. Well, let me know. Let me know where I need to go. Take yeah. Let's just do it right now. Let's yeah, just do right. it right now. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. For it's people, a whole story in itself. Yeah. For people who don't know, Taiwan's a little island off of China. Yeah. So 
China. 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 Excuse me, I said it wrong. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> but all of that's a challenge. You yeah. know, you guys are talking about the future use and mm-hmm. the, the future challenges that you'd like to take on. We'd like you guys to challenge us. Who would you guys like to see us go after to get on the podcast? I'll, t- I'll take the first one. So I've got a buddy who... He's, you know, he works for Deloitte. Like he's got this like phenomenal job, all that. He's going to go, he's quitting Deloitte to go row across the Atlantic. Dude, so your friends, <laughs> yo, you maybe you're the cool. inspiration, but I mean, people are getting I, after it I, in your so circle. He's been planning that for some years. So like, I can't take credit for any of that, but yeah. So he's a buddy that used to be like a roommate of mine. Um, so it's Terrence Steinberg. Terrence, if you're out there, take it on, take these, you, you, he's going down, you know? Um, so he, I think he starts in January. Okay. And yeah, it's from like the Canary Islands to I forget where, but it's like a three thousand mile row over the Atlantic, and it's like alone, self supported. All your I think all your food is with. So he's got this meeting. He's got this party in nice like a week. week and a half that we're gonna go. You know, get more of the like information the on because he lives in he lives in actually De- I think it's Denver right now. Oh, yeah. 10-4. Um, so he'll be doing it in January. How long is he is he gonna be going? That will be probably three months. Okay. Solo. So April like, will have him on. Yeah. Absolutely. April May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. Uh, solo i think you pa- you pack all your food with you for like three months of rowing and he's doing the he's trying to beat the world record of the fastest solo through oh he's yeah. get, oh he's going he's going he's, going he's for serious it. just some casual yeah. row oh what's God, funny is you know like you know <laughs> we think you probably think oh these guys are doing the pct like oh they're up here yeah and then we're like Ty- terrence steinberg <laughs> up here that, that's to us that's nuts it's pr- like, you know especially alone i couldn't do that alone. no that's mm-hmm. that's, that's like that guy's level. gotta go on joe rogan yeah no, no he's yeah. going our price because he's i mean then joe no rogan. one just no joe one just rogan's gonna get his name out there then he's coming to you guys once Ooh, exactly god that's, yeah. that's actually way <laughs> better of an idea he's gotta climb <laughs> he's yeah. gotta get yeah he's gotta start lower then he gets to you guys yes okay i love that all right challenge accepted yes we love more challenges. Yeah, my friend Brandon Jacobson. So he's got an Instagram flipping a dollar, and so his premise is basically taking a dollar and buying new, used, whatever gear, whatever stuff he finds in stores or thrift stores or gets for free, and he resells it on Amazon or Craigslist, wherever, and he's turned that one dollar into a million dollars. And so he's so he's, he's he, in process now. Yeah, so it's his like professional job is retail arbitrage, and I'm sure you've got heard some of it or whatever we've had a few people on similar Mm -hmm. so he yeah he'll go to like auctions or whatever and he's just fun to like a good buddy of ours and he he's got an instagram which is like fun to follow it's fun so he's always gems because we actually went to goodwill today and yeah you just kind of have an eye out for maybe valuables and we don't know what's all valuable but it's fun to see him with random xylophone he had just had an xylophone (laughs) remember that ding 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 yeah it starts with the next i think it's sell that for 40 bucks on amazon right now so you know, just things like that. He found it for three bucks, sell it for forty. There's their, not thirty seven dollars profit, but so you get the cumulatively, idea. he's trying to sell things for an old with the ultimate like Goal profit of a million, million dollars. Yeah. That's so pretty cool. That I mean, who knows cool. how long it'll take, but yeah. he's doing a good job. Do you know what dollar range he's at right now? Don't know. You'll have to have him on the show and ask. Yeah. Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand something. So maybe that's when we get him on. He has to get on a million before he comes on this podcast. We'll get him to a million. We'll get him to a million. All right. He's selling this painting for 35000 Yeah, I can see it now. This painting was going for how much? Yeah, wait. Bring it down here where people need to see this. So we haven't even had this guy on the podcast yet. Nice. His name is Kurt Rode. He's our good friend, and you know he uh, was in the job hunt. You know, had a little bit of time, mm-hmm. and he picked up painting. He must have had a lot of time on that one. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Uh, he this one right now is selling for nineteen 
thousand? I want to say nineteen. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna say nineteen dollars. No, 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 nineteen thousand. It's on eBay right now. We, we are the owners, so we we actually include that in our valuation as a podcast, as a corp, as a corp, because we own corp. this. <laughs> we have we're S corp. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're we're actually C corp. C corp. C corp LLC. There we go. Yeah, if any, and and we did that so we can have you know investors, and so investors are always like, well, what's your valuation? You know, what's my buy-in? How At am I going to get my money 000. back? Yeah. You know what, brother? We got we got a couple of thousand in mics, but we got a, even more thousands in art. In art, <laughs> love it. Looking art forward collector. to seeing you on the podcast soon, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. That's yeah. great. Now, now, who do you guys want to like? Who's your dream person to get on here? Like, who's your next big? Like, if you can get them on here, that'd be sweet. Um, I so we got asked this like last week. Oh, and I'm we, sorry butched the answer because like oh. we don't think about this question enough yeah. or more i guess we're not necessarily driven by it we're pretty much just trying to find people we're curious with yeah you just right the, now. the middle the middlemen right here just like the low liners <laughs> right but you guys are upon our journey of like we've had over 200 podcasts and like it's so much fun oh, being yeah. able to sit down with you guys and we, we enjoy that um but there's this guy alex bloomberg who he started this company called gimlin media hmm. and i think that's his name i could be screwing this up but He's the founder of it, and so he, our uh, Gimlet Media just got bought um, by Spotify. Oh, nice! Um, for over two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred million. Sorry, oh, not two hundred thousand. I was like two hundred million. What? And this was uh, coming along for four years. So him and his co-host recorded every their entire journey, pretty much podcast vlogged their entire journey, and made a podcast out of it called Startup. And so I've been listening to cool. his thing of how he built this. One of the very first uh, multi-million dollar uh, like podcast networks, and so like I'm listening to this like with a dream and aspiration of doing that one day, and just like being able to hear his story and how like how he's literally recording like interview or uh, business meetings with investors telling him no and like this oh, is yeah. a dumbass idea to now him you know Spotify just bought him mm-hmm. and he's releasing episodes like as we're speaking right now about how this all mm-hmm. kind of went down and the different meetings he had and whatnot so alex bloomberg absolutely would love to just like sit down Pretty and sweet. talk through a story man that'd be that's my current guy right now mm-hmm. Andrew, you got one you know i don't necessarily have one uh it's like joe rogan mm-hmm. i mean and this is something that is like a recurring theme that we describe when we bring him up is the what he's created for himself is he's doing what he loves and he has his best friends on and then he gets to talk to the the people he finds most interesting to and have three-hour conversations and he makes a living off of that and i would love for he doesn't even need to come on the show but i would love for him to just see what we're doing and be like love what you guys are doing Definitely. appreciate that um and that's all that's that's all i would need from that type of interaction mm-hmm. and that's what kind of like one of those things why do i why do i do this is because i love talking to new people three times a week and it's it's like do you come up to my third floor and i mean we have this full it's a production nice third floor everyone nice. yeah nice place so uh, no one, no one in particular, but yeah. just kind of like the aura of what, why we do it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and I actually, oh, on the trail, uh, people had recommended listen to Joe, so I started tuning into Joe. He's pretty good. He's, He's got fine. some fun, just engaging stuff. Yeah, yeah. good questions. He's mm-hmm. a good dude. Yeah. Now, and to Andrew's point, like, the, similar to your trail, like this, we're kind of just blazing our own trail here, mm-hmm. and like, we have no idea where it's going, really. But what's fun about it is like. We get to meet guys like you along the way. And uh, Chelsea Larson from, you know, back in March grows to the Bro Shop Brothers. And then wherever that takes us, who knows? But the power of, you know, or I guess the experience more so of being able to say that, hey, we get to just 
talk to a new person on these couches pretty much i mean we did five podcasts last week this week we'll do three or four but i mean that's typical we're around two or three a week and it's just like we're going 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 i I love it nice so so we got trail names you guys have like maybe making up some podcast names Mm. or or, so question for you if you had a trail name what would it be or if you had a podcast name what would it be you could think on that one for a little if you need to okay because that's deep that is very deep. Should we give each other nicknames, or should we just? That's pick? probably more appropriate. That's actually. usually how yeah. it goes, yeah. and then you accept them. We can do that. Yeah. Do you want to go first? It could be based on personality, what they like to do, what they have, like maybe a weird shirt that they own, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm. Well, I got one for Deck. Yes. It's uh, it's his go-to nickname. It's been his name for nickname for over a year now. It's cheese. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> He's loving it. He likes it, I think. He'd just be cheese. Cheesing right now, man. Yeah. The, cheese, the cheese man. And, and why? Oh, he he overuses the word cheese. He uses it in, in places where it has no mean, no meaning, no right or wrong. No man has gone this far with the word, to be honest. Yeah, and he's been he's been coined Decky Cheese. Decky Cheese. Yeah, they call me Decky Chucky Cheese. cheese. <laughs> oh, Chucky Cheese. We can go there too. Yep. God, ah, dang it! I don't have a good name for you right now, Andy. It's this hard on the spot, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll. I got to I got to be better. Think I, will, I will think of You'll one. Come back. We'll listen it. to the next podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I will come up with one hopefully by the end of this podcast. But w- at this time, we like to kind of congratulate all of us on a great podcast. So mm-hmm. good work, boys. Good work. Good work. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Um, we would like to. I mean, we've been peppering you with you know, like we like to say, great questions on this podcast. Phenomenal questions for a while. Amazing, here. beautiful. How long beautiful. have we been going for, Ty? One thirty-eight. That felt like, cool. like twenty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. one thirty. Uh, quick one thirty. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Let's go three hours. Yeah. Let's oh wait, going. I got to get some more batteries for everything. <laughs> All right, I got Andy's name. You guys ready? Tiny calves. Tiny, tiny calves. <laughs> Can we get those on footage? Yeah. Are they are they tiny? So, oh, I don't yeah. think he wants to I'm show. No, uh, <laughs> he's. He I'm working on these calves. The 2020 <laughs> calves are coming back. I went through a nasty ankle injury, and you know, I, oh, I, was, I was on the couch for a long time. Yeah. So my you're a collegiate are athlete, back. exactly. Collegiate football player too. I lost 20 pounds, and but my my calves are my calf game is coming back. Nice, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny calves. calves. I think that'd be a fun hiker name too, because like that'd be good. of all the muscles that you're working, calves, calves of all things, yep. uh, I think that'd be very fun. That'd, that'd be, be good. Fun. Tiny calves and cheese. Yeah, let's go cheese. But anyways, I mean, we've been uh, peppering you with questions. Uh, for the last hour and 40 minutes, yep. we'd like to open the gates for you guys to ask us any questions. So you've probably been asked, bucket list item. I don't know if you guys have that on. been asked lately on that one. You got any, like, adventures or anything, or even mm. podcast related that you like? Or is, what, what's on your bucket list? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, doing what you guys have done in, in a similar fashion with my brothers. Mm. I have an older and younger brother, mm. and they are both, like, incredibly outdoorsmen. Like, they've done a lot of things already. And I'm kind of like that city slicker guy that's just never really done much of it. And if, I would love to just go on an adventure with them, whether it's do the PCT or do something um, a week long, whatever it is, uh, something with my brothers. It could even be going to like Europe and going backpacking across Europe and Definitely. doing something like that. Uh, that is like the number one thing on my bucket list. Yeah. So as a follow up there. So. You said they're pretty pretty good outdoorsmen. They know. Have they pooped their pants? That's the true key. True oh, key. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet you they have. Okay. Yes. Okay. What, ma- what makes you think that? Because they're camp counselors, and, you know, you, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Even Miles pants. Davis yeah. does it. Even Miles Davis <laughs> does Sandler. it. Yeah. So there's probably one of those moments in there where you're making a kid feel better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew's the only in Sarah. That's his family name. Andrew's the only in Sarah who hasn't pooped his pants. <laughs> that's just what I've heard. You know, so I, tiny cats. Wait, does he have a mom? 
Ooh, I do. Um, <laughs> well, girls don't poop. Yeah, girls, <laughs> don't, don't, girls poop. don't poop. But but in fairness, he, he pooped his pants, so I pooped my pants to make him feel better. <laughs> Are you serious, dude? Twin brothers do that for each other. No, I love that. Fucking true love. <laughs> wow, that's amazing, dude. Congrats. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. um. It uh, was just a few weeks later, and just he wasn't even there. <laughs> it was just yeah. an accident. <laughs> but he did it for me. That's yeah. right. That's what brothers do for each other. You're just nice. sitting over there squatting with your pants on. Hey, man, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheese bucket bucket list item. Um, I want to um be a part of and film a document, a ski documentary. Nice. It's been on my bucket list for a long time. Ever since you know I've grown up little, I love skiing. Been mm-hmm. skiing since I was five Denver. years old. Grew up in Denver. Grew up in Denver. Actually lived in Glenwood Springs for a while, which is like in the mountains a little bit more. Um, but yeah, skiing I, is by far one of my my favorite thing to do in the winter. And I want to do my best to try and capture it as much as I can with the people I love and the people I care about. Definitely. And uh, I, the thing about me is I come up with these like really crazy and more more or less dumb ideas. But this is one where I'm like, I've built it out for a couple of years, and I have met a ton of cool people on this podcast yeah. where I I think we can do it at some point. Like, yeah, I, there's just like filmers that we've had on that. Filmers, cool. we've had professional skiers. We've had, I mean, there's just, we have a wide range of people where we can actually execute on Definitely. something like this. And I mean, it really comes down to like the time, right? I want to be able to leave in yep. December, January, go to Montana, go to Lake Tahoe, go to Colorado, go to British Columbia, you know, just go, just do the dream, man. Cause yep. that would be, if I got to spend an entire winter, just skiing, filming a documentary, and living—that would be the best time mm. of my life, hands down. Do it. I know. I did. I got the it. Time is now. I it's, think for you. Know, on dude. the trail, everyone oh. would be like, "Man, if only I could do that." And it's like, well, you just and, and people, pe- people have different situations. The people who weren't hiking, right? The people that weren't yeah. hiking, or right. it's like, "I wish I could do that." And and for some, it doesn't work. But for a lot of people, it's just pri- I mean, priorities kind of. Yeah. And so you got like, I mean, it's time. It's financially, you know, you got to have make it work, but. Yeah, it's like one of those things where if people make a priority, it's like it could work. Right. No, but I just gotta, yeah, I yeah. just kind of have to build around it a little Definitely. more. Definitely. I, like, I am confident I can do this. Yeah. Are we talking like heli skiing, like jumping out of helicopters and yes. backcountry, maybe oh, yes. dealing with avalanches? Yeah. I'll. The cheese is going air, airborne, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. I want. I want shredding to the cheese. Shredding the cheese. Yeah. Cutting <laughs> the cheese. Cutting <laughs> the cheese. We're doing everything cheese, fellas. That's great. Uh, but yeah, that is like. Definitely buckle this thing I want to do. And like you said, I I can do it. Yeah. I just, I got to put my mind to it. Mm-hmm. Like this Thailand trip I booked, like, I mean, I, I we had gotten invited to it on the podcast um, uh, by a podcast guest, Steve Weigel. And uh, that was just one of the things that just made my heart jump. I was like, I really want to do something like this. And uh, yeah, I mean, over the last couple of months, we've been talking about it, talking about it. And then I sent him a text and he was like, great, you're the last one in. Dang. And then two days later, booked all my flights. That's awesome. So That's I'm excited, awesome. man. I'm excited yeah, to take on that adventure. Yep. But uh, life's an adventure. Thank you for the questions. This was a hell of a freaking podcast. I got one more. Yes. You guys are both college athletes. Football? Yes. yes. Would you ever go into like broadcasting? Play-by-play? Play-by-play, color, um, or anything. We like had a grand idea of doing something similar, and that, uh-huh. that's definitely in the running. But it'd be us, color, commentating a game, and just live streaming it, and ha- and like 
being the Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Definitely. but just the John be, Madden, the John Madden, yeah, exactly, and it'd be us two casting yeah. it from our couch. That would be so fun. Like, if you yeah, don't want to listen should. to freaking Aikman and Buck, yeah, right. I do like them. They are my favorite. <laughs> they do the fact he's a kind. Lot. They yeah, do. I think Joe Buck's kind of controversial. I think I like him. Some people don't. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I, but Tony Romo is great. Tony Romo is great. See, like the thing that we would do is like we would say we're not biased, and even if we're announcing a game, say it's like you know Jets Bills or something. I would definitely be wearing my Von Miller Broncos jersey, and Andrew would be wearing his <laughs> Troy Polamalu. But we'd be announcing the game. You know, we gotta yeah. be. We got. We can't be. You know, we don't have no stake in this game. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so we no would say that nice. by wearing. Yeah. You know, that was just one of my. What ideas, about yeah. a Tommy Johnny game? Yeah, ooh, that, that no, bias. Oh, that, no bias. Could you not have a bias for that? We only have one opportunity left, so maybe there's maybe next year. Maybe we'll that's have to it. Do it. Yeah. Maybe that's Did you go it. to the game recently at Allianz Field? Definitely yes, did. so it looked awesome. It looked cool. So damn cool, man. Yeah. I also saw the shirt. I think it was on you guys posted yeah, it like it was, uh, 59 or whatever 97, you 90 nothing. something. Yeah. That's nine. what it was. Well, that was <laughs> against a, some of the St. Olaf. That Saint was Olaf. our senior oh, our senior year. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> so who made the t-shirt? Some student after we got removed from uh, our conference. Uh, he w- he made Too these good. shirts and he actually got a season assist. <laughs> he got a season assist, but only after he sent us two of them. <laughs> two of them. Yeah. We wore them on the show and they got so big. Got, oh, that's uh, great! It <laughs> caught waves. Yeah, and, uh, allegedly, it's just, just part of it. Just part of it. But yeah. it was so funny because, um, you know, we put ourselves on like a posting schedule for back pocket, and I had I was going into that day no posts. I'm like very drunk and <laughs> like not knowing what to do. Someone had taken that photo of me earlier. And I just screenshotted it and po- used that as the post for the day. Most liked photo we've ever had well, <laughs> was a screenshot of a I story. Loved it. I loved just it. Just threw it up there. And the most liked photo out of all the legwork we do at the club, right. that was the <laughs> highest engaging post of all mm-hmm. time. That's great. So, crazy. Any but, other uh, questions? Or I've got one. Okay. okay. So for okay. the PCT, you might be saying, I want to do it or I don't want to do it. What would be the reason why you what, – what sounds like the most fun about it and what sounds like the worst part about it? Um, similar to like what you guys had said before of like finding yourself or just like being very, very present because that's really what it forces you to do. Mm-hmm. I think just through that practice alone and obviously challenging yourself mentally, that would be far and wide the reason I would want to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then how about the least, the worst? Many people said, I like sleeping on a bed, can't poop in a hole, mm-hmm. food. I think I, ramen every every dinner. I think the hardest thing for me would be the planning aspect. Yeah. You got to be so prepared for so long. I mean, you got to have someone in your group, such as yourself, that would has the the wherewithal and mm-hmm. like the the knowledge. Because you're, rely, I'll be relying on someone else to be like, all right, yeah. you got to plan it for me. Yeah, yeah. That's what's uh, that's why you got cheese. Exactly. Cheese. So you got cheese the cheese. Might have to plan it. A lot, oh, oh, we ate a lot of cheese on the trail. So we, you know, okay. So when you get into town, when you're rolling out, you bring like fruit. You usually eat that the first day because it's heavy. A lot of right. water weight in it. But, yeah, cheese lasts unrefrigerated for, like, a couple of days. Well, it's supposed to not be refrigerated. It, really? Is, is it really? Mm-hmm. There we go. the European yeah. way. There we go. So we had cheese, like, uh, one dude had meat for a couple of days. And I was like, that's a little Debatable. dicey. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but cheese was great. It gets sweaty. Yeah. It gets sweaty. Yeah, the meat sweats. The cheese sweats, too. Yeah. But cheese on the trail lasts for a while, so... Well, cheese, if you hike the trail, will last the whole way. <laughs> Simple as that. The cheese will go the whole way. Yes. <laughs> the cheese stays. The cheese yeah. is a through play. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. This brings us to our, our final question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? Store brand, we'll start with you. I'd say 
podcasts are just fun. This is I, I'm just having a great time. Like I was like I guess I was not so nervous, but I'm like I've never met these guys. We'll see what happens. But We're going up to their attic, basically yeah, this, this the creepy, third floor, the creepy attic. But this is beautiful. You guys are fun. This mm-hmm. is great. So I would say. I just, I guess, more than learning, just like this is just fun. Like I'm learning that this is just a good time, and I'm always, I guess, I've always known that like public speaking, like it's never fun in the moment. But, but it's not it, public speaking with these guys. That's right, mm-hmm. it's not. There you go. But like you know, anything like that, you're like nervous at first, then you get into it. Like this is just a lot of fun. And then you finish, like I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So you can go on forever. Put me on again sometime. No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Absolutely. So I would say, I would just say, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. After I, you bike across the world, <laughs> let's do it again. You have years. to complete adventures to come on this podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Put it that way. <laughs> I would say working a corporate job after that for a year that might be that might be a milestone. We'll see. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll, I'll make know. it. Okay. Yeah, let us know. I actually learned that from from work to home, you can bike it faster than you can drive it. Yep. So I took the car today. He dr- he biked in today this morning. It's about a what five a five, five mile, mile bike. Yeah, five mile bike, and with traffic especially. And so I I took the car in so we could you know bring some stuff home from the office and he beat me home. So in about traffic, like five minutes. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy how biking is a great means of transportation. I knew that always, but I didn't know for the first time we drove yeah. separate and biked. So I bet you were hauling. You were trying pretty, to win. You don't want to lose. Biker well, bro shot. Yep. He he, uh, he recently got a new bike on Craigslist, a new used bike. And so he let me use what a What a nice brother. He let me borrow his brand good, new I'm used a good guy. bike. Yeah. It's, guys, a so it's, it's a nice, Fresh fast tires. road bike. Fresh and tires. Mm-hmm. Cruised right by. Yeah. Well, hell, that was... You guys were phenomenal. This like, is fun. Thank you so much for coming on, man. That was a freaking blast and an adventure <laughs> in itself. So thank you guys for coming on. That was thank phenomenal. You. Our pleasure. Thank you guys. That's a wrap.